Welcome to the Anime Backlog Podcast, a podcast featuring Dan, Marcus, and Nick, forcing each other to finally get around to watching each other's anime recommendations and clearing out that backlog. Episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will likely contain explicit language, so be warned. You can follow the show for updates on Twitter, Instagram, and many other social media platforms at the Anime Backlog handle. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anime Backlog Podcast, or that time that we gave you guys so much tonal whiplash, you didn't know where your head was anymore. Ooh, I'm excited. What are we doing so today? It's going to be a light one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> After going through Vinland Saga, 86 Part 2, and Summertime Rendering the last three weeks, I, Nick Spartz, am back in the host chair, so let's do something a little bit different from the two of those. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Dan Book. Hello. And Marcus Rothenberg. Hello. Can I take a guess? I want to guess. Go ahead. The, disa- the Disastrous Life of Saki K. No. Fuck. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I've seen some episodes of that. I may not have marked it properly. I'll double check. Komi-san can't communicate. Also, no. And then the last okay. one would be the one with the pink-haired girl, who's not the main character. Is that also that Komi-san? That is so nondescriptive. But she does the dance in the like, outro. Kaguya-sama? Yeah, Kaguya-sama's yeah. Love is War. Uh, you're talking about Chika. Yeah. <laughs> also, no. Kaon? Oh, yeah, because I've also watched the first season of that. Ah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go with something. Uh, probably the only show that I've read the entire manga for. That is currently released. <laughs> yes. Yeah! You've, seen, you've seen the show's Instagram. <laughs> oh, neat. Sorry to take uh, that from you. I was excited no, to guess. <laughs> that, that's quite all right. It is Skip and Loafer. If you follow the show's Instagram, you can sometimes see the manga I'm reading. <laughs> so that is one perk. Uh, so Skip and Loafer just came out in spring of 2023. Mm-hmm. It's been my favorite anime of the year so far. Oh, wow. It is a pure slice of life coming of age story. Basically revolves around a character who grows up in a extremely rural part of Japan where they're dealing with demographic crashes. There's like eight girls or eight people total in her high school. And she decides that she wants to move to Tokyo, go to an elite school so she can eventually get into like an elite government job and go back and save her hometown. <laughs> wow. The okay. long so this con. Is, this, is, this is her like <laughs> long-term plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, So the synopsis is this. In order to pursue her dream of bringing positive changes to Japan, Mitsumi Iwakura leaves her countryside town to attend a prestigious high school in the hustle and bustle of Tokyo. As she has already mapped a clear life plan, she has absolute confidence that there will be zero mishaps from then onwards. Despite her ambitious promise, the country girl ends up running late on the first day when she gets lost on her way to school. Fortunately, she meets a fellow first-year student, Sosuke Shima, who is in the same situation and offers to go with her. They eventually make it to school, but the misfortune does not end there as Mitsumi leaves an unfavorable unfor- first impression in front of her classmates. 
Nevertheless, the class soon takes notice of her friendship with Sosuke despite their opposing personalities. Only time will tell whether Mitsumi will be able to forge fruitful relationships with her classmates, and she will certainly not be alone. Hmm. I have a question. Yes. Sosuke Shima, who is in the same situation, do they just mean lost? Or is he also running, a running kid late from to the country <laughs> who has plans? No. So uh, Sosuke is a basically kind of a charming, popular uh, kid from Tokyo who is in the same high school as her, but he's kind of a little bit affable and not nearly as driven and determined. Um, and he was just kind of being a little slow and getting to school that day okay. when he runs into her. <laughs> it's that same situation. I was like, yeah. wait, that's real specific. Well, it's happening <laughs> all across Japan. It is happening all across Japan outside the major cities. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is a common problem. Not Sosuke's particular problem. Okay. It's a PA work show. So same people that did Yaboy Kongming. Ooh, okay. Things I like about it. Just a lot of love and care go into both the overall writing of the story. And it seems like all the characters feel very human, more so than most other, uh, pretty much any show. When you're looking at like a character slice of life drama, Hmm. there's not a lot of just random like bullshit drama that's inserted into it to keep the plot going. Like there's no rumors arc. (laughs) Thank God. Um, If there's... If there is like a miscommunication, it's usually solved relatively quickly. It doesn't stretch out over three and four episodes. That's not how anime works, Nick. I don't know. That's how this particular anime seems to work. Flabbergasted. I don't, don't, I'm not understanding. And even the characters that aren't presented in a great light initially, you'll generally get to see a better side of them as the story progresses and you get to meet more Hmm. of them. Um, so the characters feel like they're rounded. Like there's no, just like characters that are there strictly to be the antagonist to the plot. This person is just a trope or this Mm -hmm. person is a piece of shit only because they're a piece of shit, not because they have some underlying issue or external circumstance. So on top of that positive aspect, PA works also just went really hard with a lot of love and care on making sure this just pops they used a really unique kind of color scheme. It's a lot of like pastel teals and yellows and blues. Um, so everything is just really pretty on the page, even though it's not super high budget production values. Mm-hmm. So it's a unique art style. The music that they use for the OP and the ED are very nice, as is the background music in the show. You can just tell a lot of love and care, both from the initial mangaka writing this onto the production went into this show and I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite slice of life anime I've watched. What? Really? Point. Damn. Like all, all time? Like period? Yeah. Damn. Uh, you'll probably, like I did as well, since I was watching them around similar times, you'll probably feel like this is kind of like a spiritual successor to Kimi no Todoki, but I do think this one is much better done. Is there a Kurumi? I'm about to be mad. There's a character who could be considered the Kurumi, but I think she's much better done. And as I said, she doesn't, by the end of it, you you understand her a bit better, and she's not just there to be the antagonist. <laughs> so it's not, fuck Kurumi, all my homies hate Kurumi. <laughs> I, God, hope, I really I hope want to make that, that a shirt, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty specific. It is. So I don't care. I you wear guys shirts will be doing, for me. Oh, sorry. 
You're good. You guys will be doing the full f- f- first full season, 12 episodes. Okay. okay. Uh, there, I, I just read through the manga like just a few weeks ago. I looked through the synopsises. I'm like, there really isn't another great stopping point. Uh, there was one I was considering, but couldn't quite figure out uh, if it would really work. So we'll go through the whole arc. It's a really nice stopping place where the first season ends. They kind of put a nice little bow on it. And I really hope we get a season two because mm-hmm. where it goes after, because uh, this gets through the first four books of the manga, five, six, and seven. I really like where this is going. Hmm. Okay. All right. Did you... How, uh, how many volumes is the manga? It's up through seven now and eight drops in oh, two so or it's three weeks. Still, but, okay. Yeah, it's still going. So did you uh, okay. watch the show and then pick up the manga right after? Yes. Okay. Well, not right after. I read it when I was out in Colorado. Andy had all seven. I was going to say, I, I know our friend Andy bought like all of it. Huh. Like right out of the gate. Like I think he read volume one and then instantly bought the rest. Which. Wow. That's kind of a wild play. I have definitely had manga that I'm like, man, this is good. Get volume two. Man, this is good. And then volume three, I'm like, this uh, shit blows. Like, yeah. So what he did is he and Abby watched through the series. Mm-hmm. And he bought all seven for Abby as kind of a, here's your first manga of a show that you really loved. <laughs> Get into it, nerd. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're okay. leveling up today. Um, <laughs> oh, w- one other thing that this does really, really well is it has very positive um, LGBTQ representation. Yeah. I think I saw a, a trans woman. There, there, there's, oh. there, there's a trans character and it's handled well in this show. Yeah, that's great. Well, what, what's my homie's name from uh, Nazaki Kun? Kashima. Yeah. Is so? Is there like a, a good Kashima character? Uh, it's a, uh, a trans woman. So other other like, way. Okay. Yeah, like like full on, not just being uh, ambiguous. It's not towing the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's okay. it's full on. I'm a woman. Um, Dope. I like that. Yeah, and they I, seem to handle I think it well. It's I saw nice some clips. When they have those characters that toe the line, but also I'm like, just commit. Can we? Can we have this, please? Can we? Just yeah, commit? because it, a lot of the times it comes off as like a like a joke or a gag, mm-hmm. and that's that's a that leaves a bad taste. That's what kind of fucked me up about uh, Marie and domestic girlfriend. I was like, God damn it, this is the show where we're getting a good character. Okay, but all right, yeah, twelve episodes. You said. Yeah, so I will say there is probably one or two jokes made about the character being trans, but it's not like at their expense at all, and it's generally handled pretty seriously. So okay, it's just one of those where they'll they there's one episode in particular where they use it as a point of humor, but it's not really at the character's expense. Mm-hmm. That's tough to do. I was gonna say yeah, it's also tough to find any media with any kind of trans character where there isn't some joke somewhere yeah like uh, offhand i'm not able to think of one to be honest like i cannot think of a single piece of media where they have a trans character and it's not maybe not for the whole thing but there's not a joke somewhere there made at their agreed so that's yeah that's refreshing yeah i'm really racking my brain i can't think of shit but oh well that's not the point nope Okay, so 12 episodes, and then uh, you're going to buy all of us the manga afterward? 
<laughs> that's what that's uh, what I heard. I'll I'll pick up a set for myself and you can borrow <laughs> it if you want. <laughs> Uh, I really hope PA Works picks it up, though, because generally they haven't done sequels. I was checking through their library, and I couldn't really find anything where they'd done a sequel season. Hmm. But I love the kind of just love and care that they tend to show projects, so I do hope that they get this one as a second season. Well, hold on. Is Yaboy getting a second season? I don't remember. Not confirmed yet. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, they did Fairy Gone. That one got a second season. I'm actually not familiar with Fairy Gone. It's you don't worry about it. It's not good. Oh, <laughs> it, it's not good. <laughs> well, then I will not worry about it. <laughs> oh, they did. Uh, they did Abare Ranman. I was thinking about doing that one sometime. Oh yeah, I have not seen that. But I've been meaning to. I should hold off. The yeah, hold off. Okay, okay, okay. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> But okay. Yeah. Uh, did oh they did Buddy Daddies. That's they did do a, Buddy Daddies. Uh, is that they did. A uh, they did Made Wars. I've not heard a conf- confirmation on the second season for Buddy Daddies either. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you're right. Looking through this, genuinely, Fairy Gone is the only thing I see. It, it looks like they did some Angel Beats epilogue or OVAs, but no second interesting. season. No interesting. But that one was interesting. Complete though, at least. <laughs> if if rush to all hell, but this isn't the Angel Beats episode. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. I just never no- noticed that about them. But yeah, yeah I once- mean, what they have done that I've watched besides Fairy Gone, I've liked, like, I liked Ya Boy. I liked um, Apare Ranman. Uh, looks like they did the Professor Layton anime, which I enjoyed. They did Sirius the Jaeger, which I thought was pretty decent. So, okay. Hmm. Yeah, Got nothing it. of theirs that I everything I've seen from them is at least solid and it was never any issues I had with the show is never the production values. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's they, what I they, mean. Cuz even Fairy Gone looked good. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 very interested in this cuz we've said it a million times. I'm not the target audience for Slice of Life. <laughs> but <laughs> But to say for you to say that this is your favorite slice of life of all time as the fucking slice of life man on this show, that that piques my interest quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But by the second or third episode of this, I was like, oh, th- for me, this is going to be something pretty special. Like I, I knew right away. Okay. It, it just does a really good job of showing a lot of heart and kind of positivity, which I really appreciate. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm going in with uh, uh optimistic because yeah, this uh while well, I heard it was great, it's I'm not the target audience, you know. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and, yes, sorry, yeah. Dan. There will be uh limited trauma and genocide <laughs> and racism for you to process during this particular show. So reading the synopsis, I see zero war crimes. Man, so yeah, I sorry. was looking for a comfy, cozy sh- Dan show, you know, just so I could like cuddle up with a blanket, some popcorn and just really just chill out. <laughs> I guess I'll watch wish for Mercury. <laughs> oh, comfy. Cozy. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. It almost tricks you for a bit does, thinking that it, it, it might be that. <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I 
I'm excited not because it's slice of life, but because it's your favorite slice yeah, of life. That's that sentence is sticking in my head, and that's wild to me. Yeah, th- this in the last couple of years, the two shows that I've watched that just immediately popped to it to the top of my list were Bochi and Skip to Loafer. Those were the two when I watched them like immediately. I was like, this is something special. Well, because I know how much you've talked up Bochi and how much you like Kaguya-sama, mm-hmm. and. So for you to say that this is better than both of them, that's that's wild to me. That's sticking in my head. And so I would consider those both slightly different genres too. This is a pure slice of life, whereas that whereas Bochi's kind of a music yeah, drama and, they're and, both a little and bit comedy. comedy. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's a rom com. Yeah. But still, even considering those different genres, this would still be up in that tier. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's still wild to me. But all right, yeah, twelve episodes. I'm excited. Yeah, all we'll right. see. Well, Dan sounds enthusiastic, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, maybe, we'll, maybe I'm, that'll change I'm skeptical. after 12 episodes I'm skeptical. <laughs> I, I've, I've, been, you know, I've enjoyed Slice of Life, but this one seems like a real straight shooter when it comes to the genre of here is a slice of this person's life whose life is in- interesting plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I guess we'll catch you guys on the other side. All right. All right. See you. And we are back after a bit of an extended break with uh, two of the three members of the podcast being down with the sickness the last uh, week-ish. Oh, wow. So, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, it was more mean- like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, I watched the entirety of the live-action One Piece and finished uh, Kimi ni Todoki, so it's been productive. <laughs> yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> Fair. My partner has uh, had COVID, so I've been dodging that. <laughs> so far, successfully, fingers crossed. Yeah. So far. And I had severe bronchitis. Woohoo! I had something that was not COVID, but still knocked me on my ass. So, yeah. Woo. Fun times. Uh, shit's going around. Be careful out there, people. No joke. But back Why? to the topic on hand. Uh, we all watched hands. 12 episodes of Skip and Loafer. I know. Dan's partner was a big fan, but what were loved your it. two thoughts on it? <laughs> they they fucking loved it. The Audra review, ten out of ten, <laughs> uh, loved it. Um, All right, success. I'll take it. Yeah, we're done. Uh, our show's <laughs> over. Wrap it up. Uh, so I guess since I'm talking, um, so uh, I have notes. They petered off, and nothing. So a lot of nothing happened. And nothing important happened ever. And then when they teased something important happening, it was they pulled the rug out and nothing big came of it. But I had a nice time. Um, you know, I'm obviously not the, the target audience of this one. Um, but it was it was just a nice time overall. 
uh, and just chill, but nothing really big happened. I, uh, I also, that's about exactly what I thought your review would be, to be honest, like the whole nothing happened thing for me. I'm a little conflicted on this because I thought it was two things simultaneously, and this is not going to make a whole lot of sense. Loafs and skips. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God damn it. I hope you do get sick now. I just, you earned it. Oh, wow. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but for me, it was simultaneously delightful and boring. I don't know how to describe it. Other than that, I was like, oh, this is a good time. I think that's slicing the life. Jesus Christ, I'm only six minutes into this episode? I thought this was a full episode. That's slice of life in a nutshell. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So it's like, a, I thought it was good. I'm not the target audience, but I had a good time. I will note that on the rewatch, I did notice that it felt like the the choppiness of the episodes where you hit like the end of like the first part would be like, yeah. Oh, that was a fun episode. Wait, that was only the first third. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was like each episode had like a two story mini arc mm-hmm. going on kind of like old school cartoons where instead of a 30 minute cartoon episode, it was like two 12 minute boys with commercials mixed in. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot like that, but without those commercials mixed in for like cinnamon toast crunch and shit. Yeah, mm. I definitely noticed that on the rewatch more than I noticed it on my first watch through of, oh, because I know how the plot's going to go. And as you guys mentioned, it's not a fast moving plot. It's very much just character interaction and, and enjoying the vibes between them, basically. Everybody's so fucking other than a couple characters. Everybody's so nice to each other. And I, supportive. Was, ooh, I was about to say, because also I have a gripe. Nick promised me. That there was not a Karumi. I beg to differ. Yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> Fuck Igashira. That Igashira. bitch is a Karumi. No, she's not. I I disagree. She's up I there. I think she she has moments where she is redeemed or where I kind of get it. They make me empathize and sympathize with her. But overall, I don't like you, girl. So, ahead to the end of the manga... <laughs> She continues developing. I like her a lot. Uh, she is set up initially to be like the first antagonist, but they don't have like the six episode drawn out throwdown like you do with Karumi. She's not a full Karumi. She's Karumi light. Yeah. And even the other character who I'm blanking on her name, but the model friend of Shima's, who's also kind Ririka. of set up as Ririka, who's also kind of set up as a Karumi, it's still not to the same extent. Oh, she they set that like the fuck an up. Out of place, like uh, Oshinoko character. Like she felt like she belonged in Oshinoko. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could definitely see that. She she would fit right in an Oshinoko. Yeah, and they so that so that storyline with uh, with our boy and her, I was always kind of confused. Like, why didn't they tell us more? Is it just heavily implied, or did I just miss? why he ruined her life air quotes and he's having it's to basically he got caught along with her going to a underage party at, at one of the movies they were filming and she followed along with him she wasn't forced to go or anything but then when her career also imploded under 
the scrutiny of that party. And basically she could only do modeling later and kind of have that Mm -hmm. as her comeback. She didn't handle it well, wasn't processing it and really held it against him, but also still viewed him as a friend and wanted him around. So it was kind of a, Using the uh, guilt around that to kind of keep him in her life. These, that was a manipulation. Yeah, thing, but the, it was basically they got busted for underage drinking. Yeah. So I thought the severity of that issue was was weird on how how extremely severe she was treating him, and then like like the the level of intensity that she was lording over our main character. I assumed she was sexually assaulted during that party or something like it was she was blaming something incredibly traumatic on him. And that's why he stuck around for so long. But if it's well, I think the media absolutely like crushed her after this incident. So I think that's why she was so she's like, look at this kid. She's a degenerate piece of shit. But by the end of the season, he was there even like, oh, he told her not to go. And that's where the manipulation comes in, it's, where she and, was like, I'm going to use this. Yeah, and and, 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 and then he's they show that he was a people pleaser yeah. type of. Yeah, he, he's absolutely a people pleaser. He likes going with the flow, not making waves. And that's kind of his growth arc is deciding that maybe there are some things I want instead of yeah. just going through life being kind of the affable people pleaser who doesn't really so have any that's probably own, my own own desires. That's probably my only gripe, and that's probably just more or less a me problem because I just don't comprehend that dynamic very well. I I do agree that that part is not as spelled out as well as it probably should be because it kind of feels a little disjointed, um, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the other tensions, we see a better viewpoint from oh, yeah. both sides, and it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, that's the one that feels the most soap opery to me, um, whereas the other dis- disagreements you see feel a lot more human in oh, yeah. the show, which is something I really appreciate. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it, no problem. I was on board. Everything else made perfect sense. I was like, man, why is this model bitch so mean to <laughs> to to his char- to the main character's mom? Like, she's just so mean to everybody and. Like I said, like a lot Kazahayakun doesn't deserve. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, oh, okay. She totally like the mom slept around uh, with like a director. Like I was trying to put in all these really intense, <laughs> dramatic bits when it's like, no, she just didn't handle her career imploding very well because of a bad choice. Yeah. Well, and it seems like both the mom and uh, Rivka were manipulating Shima to a certain extent. And that felt more like almost a territory dispute when they were Mm. going at each other a little bit. Like you don't get to, he's mine, not yours. Almost energy. Interesting. Interesting. That was the weakest part of the show for me, but the the rest of it, like everyone else hanging out, um, uh, the, the red haired girl, I didn't, why was she still being like around? And then why did they keep bringing her around when she was obviously being like a mean bitch the whole fucking time? (laughs) Well, let's let's get into the episode God. breakdown. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm sorry, I'm ranting. All right, <laughs> episode one is sparkling fresh, and it's basically about Mitsumi's going to her first day of school, and she is the number one student, so she's there to actually make a speech. It's some sort of rehearsed thing that uh, I sounds it's like, like every class does. Yeah. speech, yeah, and gets lost on the way. <laughs> yes, she didn't have Which toast I, in her mouth though. 
she did not have toast in her mouth. She she wasn't late when she left. Right. She just she was overwhelmed by the big city and then got on yeah. the express train and missed her stop. Somebody should have given her toast. <laughs> that, that always point. saves the day. You're on the wrong it train. Here's your believable, toast. Though <laughs> I couldn't believe that she was late. I need a visual indicator right. that someone is late, like toast in mouth. Right. So. What her her like face against the wall in the train station wasn't good enough. For <laughs> no, there was no toast in the wall. How can I know? Uh, but I will say I just love Mitsumi so very much. She's got such earnest energy mm-hmm. about her, but she's a little bit of a mess at times, and she'll take oh. on too much and just overwhelm herself. It's very like I mentioned this to Dan at uh, brunch the other day. So it's very like Leslie Nope energy, which is mm. another character I really, really enjoy. That is accurate, and I cannot unsee it now. <laughs> yeah, this this is the Japanese version of Parks yeah, it's and like, Rec origin it's like story. Teenage Japanese Leslie Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit! God damn it! I'm actually kind of mad at myself that I did not make that connection. But yeah, that's very good. But uh, honestly, yeah, she's super endearing. I think she is just one of those like characters that you just want to see win. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you just want you're like I want good things to happen for you. You're a good person. You deserve good things. Yeah, she was great, endearing. Loved her from the get-go. Um and then <laughs> she she meets another student while wandering around on these trains getting lost and confused. Uh, and that's our, that's our, that's our boy Shima. But yeah, I, I love how at his first reaction is, oh no, she's a crazy person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do a good job. Lots of good of, gags. <laughs> yeah. Like the gags of like a, oh, I just got to smile and be polite. And then she smiles like real creepy or it's like, she's got like the bags under her eyes cause she hasn't slept. I, those gags got me every single time. Mm-hmm. I loved those every single time. And I love that they le- kept some of the just manga touches in them. Uh, one in particular I'm thinking of is the zoo episode when he shows off. He's like, look, I'm dressed up like a panda and he's wearing like the baseball tee with the sleeves. Yeah. And they just like show her smiling and just a little chuffed note next to oh, her face. Yeah, the chuff. <laughs> it's just, it just little touches like that made made the show really endearing to me. Yeah, I no, I agree. It was some good artistic direction to like kind of take those scenes that are already good and just like elevate them another like one or two notches when mm-hmm. it didn't even need it, but it was there anyway. And it just made it all the more better, I think. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that pretty hardcore. Oh, uh, and I forgot to ask, what did you guys think of the OP that hits right at the beginning of the first episode? Oh, it's fun. I, okay. I'm weird about the OP. Really? I don't know how to explain this. It's okay. And then the part where those two are dancing together, I just love. I don't know why. Yeah, they just watched La La Land and was like, hey, let's do that. But better. It is definitely better. What are you talking about? (laughs) White people explaining jazz was great. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm about to leave this fucking podcast. We're just going to bring John back and I'm just going to make him make you guys watch trash all the time. Oh, God. He'll spo- spoil everything, too. <laughs> all right. We're watching uh, School Days for the third time. No. <laughs> the third time. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, then they uh, get on a bus and start heading tor- towards school, get off, and it's going to be kind of a long walk to get there. So Mitsumi's just like, screw it. We're fucking running. Let's go. <laughs> 
Also, she just pulls out the concrete grippers. You don't keep your shoes on for mm-hmm. that? That was wild to me. <laughs> I don't know. That's sometimes something a crazy person th- does. Sometimes dress shoes just suck. Um, okay, sometimes dress shoes just suck, but I am not running a city street barefoot like I'm a fucking hobbit. She's a country it's not girl. not happening. She's a country girl, and she does country <laughs> things. Okay? Okay, but there's not a city street in a country. I can run barefoot in the country. I cannot run barefoot I mean, in fucking Tokyo. We saw the hometown. There were just not like there was dirt roads everywhere. There was it's paved not dirt roads. roads. But I also don't have people just throwing bottles out on the street and this rats. This is shit. Japan. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like <laughs> it's not nasty ass America everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like the back alleys of Springfield. <laughs> okay. Main characters right. littering out their windows, saying "Kobe" onto the fucking ground. Constantly fucking spread. That's fair. I'm I'm there now. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking from my lame American viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But now I'm wanting to have somebody like redraw the American edit, and then she just like steps on broken glass in like five steps. Yeah. She the, the nurse has to give her testis steps. booster. It'd be immediate. As yeah. a, oh, I have a nail in my foot now. First episode. Let's go get a tetanus shot. Like that's that's the episode. But is my test tetanus booster current? Yeah. <laughs> the so, but then um, Shima is shown to be super like relaxed slash like disaffected. Just doesn't really care about this whole situation about being late to school. But seems to find Mitsumi amusing and plays along. And well, yeah, and endearing and endearing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like something about her energy makes me want to also try. Her mm-hmm. energy is infectious. Yes. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we were doing this thing. Yeah. I'm hyped on doing this thing, too. I, now, I like Mitsumi whenever she's like trying hard to do something. She does this like thing with her lip and they just draw this little triangle where she's like doing a stiff lip. Like, here I go. I'm just trying the upside down. <laughs> v, like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm trying hard. And uh, I always get a kick out of that. I did. Yeah. Uh, Then she goes up. uh, They get to class at the last minute, right before she's supposed to give her speech. Gets up to do her speech. Realizes she left it in the bag and then just like locks eyes with the dude up front and gives the entire speech from memory. (laughs) From memory. Yeah. Freaks that dude out. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking locks eyes on him. Oh, that was funny. (laughs) Just I like the the internal commentary is like, she didn't blink once. (laughs) Yeah. And then finishes it up, bows, and then immediately goes and vomits on her homeroom teacher. Well, yeah. she goes to go to the bathroom. But yeah, she and likes- her homeroom teacher's like, that was really good. And like just immediately gets cut off and throws up on her blouse. New also brand new blouse. It's like this like yeah, brand new blouse. <laughs> yes. They also animate it as like this like blue and white shimmery sparkle like mermaid feel or some shit. So that's totally it, it felt very aqua esque. That's totally yeah. a thing because I was gonna say in Konosuba, anytime Aqua drank too much, she would just puke out rainbows. <laughs> yeah, they do that in Gravity Falls too. Mm-hmm. Whenever the gnomes vomit, it's always rainbows. And then um, day one, she's already known as the puker. The puker, because. Uh, Apparently, the Japanese love doing these nickname things uh, that I never really, like, realized. But, like, with the Armored Core, like, uh, uh, press release demo thing, everyone in line was getting nicknames oh, yeah. and, sh- and shit. And that's when I started, like, paying attention to it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They, they do like giving each other nicknames. 
Uh, and then they go to the classroom. Uh, you meet Igashira for the first time, and she kind of ignores Mitsumi at first. But then when Shima wants to exchange contact information, she's like, ooh, might have an in on the hot guy. This Man. bitch. I'm immediately mad at this point. <laughs> I'm immediately. I was like, Nick, you fucking liar. I, I had a moment where she was like, oh, you're missing me. That's nice. And then like turns away. And then Shima's like, hey, girl from this morning. That was a good speech. Ha ha. Let's be friends. And Igashi was like, oh, we should be friends too. I was like, oh, I'm mm, I'm hate this dirty bitch the whole time. I know it. <laughs> and then I was mostly right. I would say. Out of 12 episodes, I was right for nine of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that she's going to get her own little growth story arc and shit, but, like, w- why did they even give her space to to, to do that growth? <laughs> like, you, you need to figure that shit out on your own, but you a bitch. Like, fuck off. Man. You're actively undermining people having a nice time. Like, go away. Mm-hmm. But whatever. But also, is it is it episode one? No, 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 no. It's episode two. So we're in the class at this point. We go into episode two and they're doing the self introductions. Mm-hmm. And she basically, Mitsumi, tells a joke about how she wants to like go into government. And she's like, because I was born to lead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then so then she gets the, the next nickname the secret boss. The, the secret, secret boss. boss. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, she makes this joke, like, because I was born to lead. And nobody laughs. And she's like, Fuck! I fucked that up. Yep. Yep. No. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and then they they do the uh, class representatives vote, and everyone's like, "Oh well, it's got to be Mitsumi. She was born to leave. <laughs> yeah, like, it's got to be her." I loved that immediate payoff on that joke, like just like whiplash expanding on mm-hmm. itself in a good way. I th- I thought that was pretty yeah. good and still like pretty endearing. Kudos was, to like, the class. I, well, yeah, exactly. I felt like it wasn't like a bullying thing, but more of just like, a, oh, we have this joke together now, mm-hmm. which yeah. I enjoyed. Well, yeah. I did like, too, that they brought that joke back another time, too. I think it was like five, six episodes later when the uh, dude who gets elected as the new president makes a j- joke of, like, yeah. obviously, I was born to lead. And she's like, God damn it. He's used my joke in it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Because everyone really laughs good. at his joke. And he's like, what? she's like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I. That character, when we get to him, I still uncertain about him. <laughs> still uncertain. Anywho, uh, but then Shima uh, gets does he get like nominated or they're like, oh yeah, it's obviously got to be you. I think one of his friends just says like, well, obviously Shima should do it, and he's like, oh hell yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think he was leery about the spotlight, and then he was like, wait, I would be doing it with. Uh, I'd be, I'd be with a class rep with Mitsumi. That, I think, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I think he even says a joke like, well, I gotta now, or something like that. Because someone says like, oh, well, Shima, you're a yes man, you should do it. Which I kind of thought was a little bogus. <laughs> yeah, but goddamn, but... What, on the nose, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, also, uh, I forgot, during his introduction, he also made the uh, said, oh, I guess my goal will be to work for Mitsumi someday. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what led up to it. It was like she was the class rep, and they were like, well, this, you got to work for Mitsumi now, so, yeah, you got to do it. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. You got me. Uh, and then they uh, arrange a karaoke party, and yeah. everyone ends up kind of going. And this is where we meet um, uh, Yuzuki. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, Don't we meet? Uh, uh, oh my god! Is it, are you uh, talking about Makoto, uh, the Twin Tails, Twin Braids? Is that what you're thinking about? Uh, Makoto is next episode. Or you're thinking Narumi, maybe. I w- I was thinking Murashige, uh, the blonde girl, the blonde. Oh yeah, yeah Yuzuki, Yuzuki Murashige. Yep, yeah. sorry. Naming conventions are still escape me sometimes. Sorry. Yeah, everyone. it's tough. It's because sometimes, especially when you have characters who tr- who use first names with them and others who use last names with them, I'm like, all right, who are we talking about again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yuzuki is the blonde girl. Yep. We're there. Yep. We're locked in. Yep. Uh, and Yuzuki is the one we don't really get as much of her um, growth in this part. Uh, she is really heavily featured in. Uh, yeah. The next one, because basically, minor spoilers. Uh, after they get through the first year and they do go into the second, they they all end up in different classrooms. So most of them just end up with like one of the other friends, except for mm. Yuzuki ends up alone. Oh, because oh, they gave like, her a little. She's bit. also great, by the way. Yes. Oh yeah, she's, she's real. Just great. She's the realist. Although I was a little concerned that coming into it, that it was just gonna be like, oh, the hardest part about my life is that I'm so pretty. <laughs> It's so popular. And, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to relate to that. <laughs> no uh, one understands you yeah. when you're perfect. Yeah, when, I, I'm just so damn pretty. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I'd wake up in the morning and just struggle with it. But it's, she says, the thing I really want is just people to treat me as a person. And yeah. that's been an issue for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see little touches of it throughout the series, like when she's showing her art display and the dude comes up and it just doesn't really give a yeah. shit about the art. He just wants to talk to her because yeah. she's pretty. Uh, so it's like, this is the thing I fucking care about. I don't give a shit about him. Mm-hmm. I want him to care about that. If he wants to talk to me. Yeah. Because and genuinely care about yes, it. And genuinely care about, care about it, it as a way to like get to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause was it in middle school or whatever? She was having to dodge a lot of relationship bullshit. Yeah, basically drama. she dealt with her own like off screen rumors arc. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because, because people were making shit up about like stuff she was doing with guys because they were because basically they wanted her and guys girls would have crush on these guys so they'd make up rumors about her and stuff like that yeah yeah but uh so they all go to karaoke and then this is where yuzuki kind of grabs mitsumi outside the karaoke room and says hey you know uh igashira is just using you to try to get to shima right uh, and so this is when Mitsumi has kind of a little bit of a crisis of like, I'm so used to the people I know, I just know them all so well. And there's mm-hmm. just so few of us that I don't have to deal with people like putting on faces or not being their true selves. Yeah. So this is kind of a new thing I have to navigate. Well, because she's had the same friends since like kindergarten. kindergarten. Yeah. It's, it's been yeah. All, all the same people. So like you can't really like change your personality around people who've known you since kindergarten like yeah. that doesn't really work <laughs> well because it also didn't they say that her like middle school class was like eight people or something? yeah her, yeah. her grade was eight kids yeah eight kids yeah <clears throat> so i mean like you know those people yeah yeah so For better theory, or worse like, you guys know each other so so yeah. use a key before this had her kibino todoki arc and then mitsumi <laughs> had her no known biori arc uh, which is another can, slice can of I life just I like. Say how much I love that we reference Kimi Ni uh, Todoki now. Like, it's just like become our baseline for everything we talk about. Slice of life. Kazuhaya is just a chill happened, dude. But, <laughs> uh, and then 
Fumi calls and kind of pulls Mitsumi off the ledge a little bit and says, kind of brings her back to like, you know what? You're right. I don't necessarily know when people are putting on a face, but I can't assume that they're putting on a face with me or being manipulative with me. I just got to kind of take them at their value until I know otherwise, which allows you yeah. to kind of go back in and then just sing that child song and bring the tension in the room down. And <laughs> yeah, reset, yeah, yeah, reset yeah. Everyone's feelings a little bit. <laughs> Her delivery of that song was hilarious. And then, yep, it got- getting up there singing, singing the childhood song, just being super serious and going for yeah. it. Yeah, perfect. Well, and everyone loved yeah, it. Yeah, everyone had a good like, time. Oh man, I was nervous about what I'd sing, but I, I love that because Yuzuki wasn't fully sold on all this shit too she was yeah she was in like her middle school mode of everyone manipulating and being shitty to each other and she was just kind of on guard and then mitsumi's and she could tell that um she could tell that mitsumi wasn't picking Mm -hmm. up on that so she's like all right i can i can be straight with this person because she's just so country she doesn't realize what's going (laughs) on (laughs) Uh, but there's that like, hey, if you want to leave, we can we can just fucking go. We don't have to be here. But but yeah. that helped Yuzuki get back on board and like open up herself is when Mitsumi said uh, sang the silly song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also towards the end of this episode, uh, we meet Kanichika, who's like the I think he's he's an upperclassman of some sort. I don't remember what year they said, but oh, he's, he's like coming in with club. him. I thought. It was he, was he was he coming in with him or he was going to be the new president? Of no, the yeah, he's, the, he's a second year and he just took over. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. I knew he was an upperclassman, but I didn't know how upper upper class. But he's the drama club president. He recognizes Shima from his child actor days, and he's like, "Oh my god, this guy's got to join the drama club." Shima has such a fucking cold blooded moment here. Oh yeah. This is the first time you see him drop kind of the affable mask oh, at all. And it's just dude. like, dude, look, man, that's the one place I don't want people to go. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And he says, he's like, you know, you're supposed to be a really good playwright, but somehow you can't recognize that. I don't want to fucking talk about this. <laughs> yeah. It was savage. You must not be a very good playwright. Like Jesus Christ, dude. That was amazing. Also point of order. My Crunchyroll is weird. I watched most of this on the Crunchyroll app via my PlayStation 5. For whatever reason, on my PlayStation 5, I did not have access to any other language besides Spanish. (laughs) So I watched most of this in Spanish. (laughs) Kanichika's voice actor in Spanish is a fucking gem. Just absolute really? top-notch delivery for every fucking thing he does and it made the show better i very much encourage everyone to just if there's a kanichika heavy episode watch it in spanish that motherfucker goddamn delivers and it's hilarious and great Every single fucking All right. time. Well, shout out to your boy Ferso Velasquez, apparently. <laughs> I just looked him up. <laughs> I was sad. I tried to watch an episode in Spanish on my PC, but the Spanish version didn't have dubs available on it. What? So it's Spanish Ow. subs? Or, or sorry, subs, not dubs. Uh, but so I, you could, I could hear the Spanish audio, but I couldn't get English dubs with it. For some reason, I could only get the English dubs if I was using Japanese audio. That's... What? Crunchyroll's the- fucking weird. Dude, I don't yes. know. 
But again, I've also had this problem before where I watched all of ReZero in Portuguese because it wouldn't let me watch in Japanese or English. So I don't know. It's whatever. The Spanish dub is very good. I need to say that. No, I appreciate that. I did. For, I forgot to mention that in part one, too, that there is no English dub and that this is on Crunchyroll. I mm-hmm. spaced on that completely. So thanks for bringing that up again, Marcus. <laughs> I would have spaced again, apparently. Uh, yeah, and then like that's the end of episode two is him just being a fucking savage. Mm-hmm. At this and point, then we go into episode three. At this uh, point, th- I had already noted that uh, everyone mostly is all ni- are all really nice and sweet to each other, and I'm going to get diabetes from watching this show because everyone's so <laughs> fucking sweet. <laughs> uh, and then episode three is the Makoto episode uh, where she uh, Mitsumi uh, Shima and uh, Yuzuki find her outside the student council room. And she has like a panic attack at thinking like, oh, no, the hot and popular people are here. Uh, and she has some sort of complex <laughs> where she was seems like she was kind of ostracized for being effectively nerdy in mm-hmm. middle school. And it feels really uncomfortable around popular people. Well, and we kind of get more about that a little bit later. It's it's just barely touched on where we meet her old friends from mm-hmm. middle school. And they're all kind of like mousy, quiet kids just like her. Yeah. And so it's like that's who she gravitates to is like more people that are similar to her where they're like kind of quiet and reserved. And then you have these kind of loud and outgoing extroverts. But an introvert meets an extrovert is what this was. Yeah. And and also just someone who naturally draws attention their way more than just being an extrovert even where she feels uncomfortable in that situation normally. Yeah. Uh, but then – they end up uh, going in and learning about the student council and that they can't serve immediately, but they can kind of do this club group that serves under the student council to help them with stuff. Yeah, so it's a Subame club. Yeah. That's right. Yes. But yeah, and Mitsumi is all in on the Subame club out of the gate. She's mm-hmm. like, this is this shit I want to do. I want to go into student council. I want to go into the government. This is my stepping stone. I'm all in. Yeah. Shima is, and Yuzuki are kind of. But this is also when she has like the flash forward of like her being interviewed in like her 80s of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I served yeah. on the student council. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that in anime, the student council is the most powerful body of government in the entire country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the student council decrees it so, the rest of the Japanese government has to follow. I mean, suit. didn't you watch Food Wars? Yeah. The student council is law. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Prime minister. That's just a retirement step, like step down. Like, all right, we're <laughs> yeah. chilling. We're, we're through the student council. It's all on easy street. Oh, <laughs> um, that's, that's post Subame club. Also, before we get too far, Makoto, I think is this is the part where Makoto calls uh, Shima the himbo. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, oh, and then that's another bit. They have a lot of uh, whomever did the subtitles. I don't know if there's like a one-to-one translation for some of that, but they use a lot of current like vernacular that young folks like to use on the TikToks and and uh, <laughs> and shit like that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Also, we we haven't even talked about Nao-chan at all. Mitsumi's aunt. Oh, sorry, forgot to mention Nao-chan. Gem. Yeah. So, because um, I was gonna, I remembered in my notes, I wrote she, at the end of episode two, she was using that like face roller thing oh yeah yeah. and i just think about because because audra's got this little face rock that she that they they roll their face with and i'll and i I don't get it 
but they seem to enjoy it. And it's a little face rock. I was like, oh shit, that's a double, it's a Darth Maul face rock roller thing. <laughs> that's great. Uh, but now Chan's, um, uh, yeah, I guess a stylist uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in Tokyo. Yeah. And uh, is, 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 is trans? I, is, is that the best way yeah, to describe it? Or at least equivalent is in Japan. Or, um, out, outwardly, they're feminine. Yeah, and out, outwardly presenting as a woman. Uh, but I, as far as I could tell, no like surgeries or anything like that to. Yeah, because they say something a little bit later. No, no surgery. Because uh, she specifically says that later. Mm-hmm. In an episode. Says that I'm biologically um, male. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if I don't know if HRT is involved or not. They kind of don't really go into it. It's just like a, oh, this is my aunt. Yeah, Mitsumi. This is who she is as a person. Consistent. Always, this is my aunt. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. my aunt. And yeah, I, pre- I like which that. Which I very much appreciated a lot. Because I think, Nick, I think you had mentioned something about there is one trans character in the show, but they don't use that person as like the butt of jokes. Yeah. Like, Shit on I, I mentioned that people. there was one that was kind of a joke, and it was specifically the them stalking them at the zoo episode. Where she, yeah, that, and that was, was really it. Beyond that, it's handled very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There is the one train scene, which I think is meant to show that there is some societal sure, discomfort with sure. this. Still, yeah, while uh, it was uncomfortable, it's normal. Uh. But again, the important thing for me is that it wasn't now was ever the butt of the joke. Right. Correct. It was typically either now making a joke or just like a prod at how society views gender norms and like gender conformity or nonconformity in whatever case. I appreciated that quite a bit because too often we will get a show that either has a trans character or multiple trans characters, and it, that's the joke. Like somehow it's just funny that they are trans. Oh my god! Do you remember uh, uh, Gurren Logan's engineer and how Dude. how and how obnoxiously gay? I guess that I don't know how else to describe it. It it was a horrible caricature of a gay character. They tried to make it was like the the over flamboyancy. For the sake of it being funny. Yeah. So I, I, I say funny in air quotes. Right, right, like, right. It was funny at the time, but I we've grown up. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I appreciated Now Chan for that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like how they depicted this character. I thought that was Chef's Kiss kudos. I also have to keep realizing that this is an audio format. And the audience cannot see what fucking facial expressions or hand gestures I'm making. And I struggle with that so goddamn much. <laughs> okay, <format>. okay, okay, <laughs> listeners. Uh, there's been a lot of this Italian hand thing going on that Marcus has been doing on most of the things. <laughs> I don't know if they know it, but... I am always pinching something between my fingers and moving my wrists back and forth. I just picture me always doing that. Yeah. Another thing I do appreciate about Nauchan, too, is constantly being more in the know than mitsumi is like mitsumi will say something and it's like do kids even say that anymore (laughs) oh man or just now chant constantly like having these inner monologues about mitsumi's fashion choices Mm -hmm. i fucking love it where she's like oh she's got like the cherry purse 
and the like strawberry hair clip and the yellow dress and then like the bunny rabbit shirt. And it's like, oh my God, she's wearing <laughs> them all it. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost my yeah, shit. That was really I funny. lost my shit. And that was, oh, that was being very bit. protective too. Uh, oh yeah. It, who's like, who's the Shima boy? Uh, even, <laughs> and then they even later on, they're even like, I'm looking for a blonde hot guy or whatever the hell, whenever I went to the zoo. <laughs> Uh, but that's a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but back to episode three. Uh, so after the student council meeting, uh, Shima, Mitsumi, and Makoto all go to effectively just Starbucks. I forget what they called it. Uh, they used their standard anime where they just slightly tweaked the name. Yeah. Uh, and they got some sort of like frappe, basically, where that was like super crazy colors with like boba tea in it. Mm-hmm. Boba, yeah. Uh and then they were like having a fun moment, and Makoto's like, "How did I? Well, how did this even happen? I would never order something like this. I didn't. Why am I even here right mm-hmm. now? Did I get kidnapped?" <laughs> it's immediate because Mitsumi's like, "Oh my god, this limited edition thing! I've got to order. I've got to order it." And uh, Makoto's like, "Why would anyone order that?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll have one too." And then immediately's like, "Wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like why would I? Okay." I thought it was a good example of showing like how infectious Mitsumi's energy mm-hmm. can be. And someone's just oh, like, wait, yeah. what just happened right yep. now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they try it out. Makoto is literally sampling something new in her life in this outing friendship thing and this drink. Wow. Quite the symbolism. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they have fun with it. And she gets to open up. She's like, oh, wow. This incredibly sweet thing is actually pretty okay yeah man yeah, then they're gonna go to the movies and it's gonna be just uh makoto and mitsumi but then mitsumi just invites like everybody else not like understanding like the social yeah view. I, I, it was I kinda, felt that. i felt that in my heart it was kind of <laughs> they were talking about it in the classroom and then someone overheard them and like bumped into the conversation and mitsumi was like oh yeah why not? You should come as well. Was it, so was it like a? It wasn't a behind the back invite, but it was definitely a too welcoming invite situation. Wasn't that Yuzuki who jumped in? Um, no, no, I think it was I the it was, dude. It was the, oh, blonde, the blonde dude, dude who's in uh, love with Yuzuki. Yamada. Okay, okay. Yamada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always wearing the hoodie. Yeah, yeah the one who's like, I will date. I'll be a good boyfriend to whoever wants to date me, dude. <laughs> but is. All about Yuzuki. Oh yeah, he is. Yes, At he's definitely that. That would definitely be his top choice. But he's like, I yeah. will. I am willing to settle. <laughs> but I am available. <laughs> he is an open Craigslist ad. <laughs> yep, left left on post forever until someone claims him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they go to the movies and then they have kind of the Mitsumi has kind of her first day out in like the hip part of Tokyo, um, where they're hanging out, grabbing lunch with everybody, and then Yuzuki is trying so hard to be friends with Makoto and getting nowhere at first. Yeah, actively like sabotaging it. I don't so this is a joke that neither of you are going to get. I don't think 99% of our audience is going to get. But you said first day out and all I could think of is the T Grizzly song and I was just picturing like Mitsumi in that music video. It's 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 one of the hippity hop songs. I'll send it to you guys later. If any extra points to anyone listening that knows what the fuck I'm talking about. First day out with Mitsumi, that would be great. Continue, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, but then, like, so yeah, they're like at lunch, and 
Yuzuki's like, oh, I like the same type of popcorn you do. And she's, and then she just stonewalls her. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Just like, nope, popular person's talking to me. I'm not interested. Blah. Yeah. Cause Makoto's uh, kind of just mean uh, with her. She her- seems just too on guard, is probably the best way to put it. Uh, yeah. Where it's, it's, it's definitely coming off as mean. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. bad for Yuzuki, but I don't think Makoto is trying to necessarily hurt her she's just like i don't want to be involved with this person yeah it's definitely kind of more of a defense mechanism more than it is a malicious thing like she's not doing it to be mean she's doing it to close herself off and like avoid what she thinks could turn into a potential like bullying situation or just getting made fun of or something like that that's how i Hmm. perceived it but yes it does come off very coarse and harsh and mean from the outside looking and um we get some um pretty on the nose symbolism again where they're like oh no you got your chocolate my peanut butter you got your peanut butter and my chocolate (laughs) and then they get to mix and then sample each other's mix and then and mitsumi's the 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 goddamn glue that uh brings the those two together because she mixes up the popcorns like i'm gonna try yours I want to try it with some of mine. Oh, salty sweet. This is great. <laughs> and they try it and they're like, yeah, okay, I guess. And then they're friends. That's like that's like the person that has like caramel corn with cheddar in it for the first time. Like they go to Chicago for the first time and they try that shit. I tried it. Like, oh. I don't know. I Okay, the land of Malort and fucking caramel corn and cheddar <laughs> popcorn, they don't get to tell me what's good. Okay. Hold, hold up, hold up. This is the first time I'm hearing about cheddar, cheddar, <laughs> cheddar <laughs> cheese and caramel corn. What? Oh yeah, that's a Chicago thing. You okay, put, like, it's t- it's genuinely like cubes of cheddar cheese mixed in with caramel corn. Okay, was not Wait, aware this thing. I didn't know uh, that was I that far. I'm, I'm going up to Chicago in like ten days, so I guess I'll try it when I'm up there. <laughs> I've had it before. It's okay. Uh, see, I don't like caramel corn, so that's my oh, bag uh, on so it. So Chicago should have just stopped. They should have just stopped whenever they're like, you know, we got this Italian beef thing. And we got the deep dish, you know, let's just call it a day. All right. Let's stop inventing shit. Uh, because <laughs> have y- y- y'all ever tried Malort? I have. I've, s- I've seen Malort on tap cold on yeah. restaurants in Chicago on tap yeah. on tap. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, pull a handle for a shot. Uh, like, here you go. <laughs> Like they, uh, I the pla- don't think Malord is that bad. Well, I'll the, say it. The only reason people like it is so that they can get people who haven't tried it to try it and then watch I, them suffer. I did not say I like it. I said I don't think it's that. I know, bad. but like that's the. There's a difference. Like Marcus, now all of our viewers should try Malord. Marcus, you also seem to have a stronger tolerance for bitter flavors than a lot of people. That's fair. That's fair. So, because I'm I'm not quite as strong a tolerance for bitter flavors as you, and I can handle Malort. It's not good. <laughs> Again, I didn't say it was good, but we're going off on some wild tangents this time. We are. Uh, episode yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, episode four after uh, Yuzuki has now adopted Makoto as a friend. And uh, it also starts off with Kanichika talking to Mitsumi about recruiting Shima for the drama club. Again, Spanish dub goddamn shines in this moment. Yep. This dude is not willing to drop it quite yet. He's still pushing to try to get Shiva into his <laughs> drama club. 
which also after that hard shutdown, that's a little wild to me. That shutdown was wild. Yeah. But also in the Spanish dub, I I looked back on my iPad and watched it in Japanese, this one part. Shima says something to him, and in the uh, Japanese, Kenichika just kind of goes like, ah, like has this hesitation moment. In the Spanish dub, he just goes, okay. Like really weird. <laughs> and I don't know what? why that shit what? cracked me up so hard. Yeah, it just shows you that how, how persistent Kenichika is and is so... Like, I imagine they're going to have a great career because they can just ignore criticism. Just just wipe it off. And oh, like, nope, yeah. I'm persistent. Fuck you. Nope. I've, I've got goals. I'm single-mindedly going to work towards yep. those goals. People, people, I'm not embarrassed by shit I've done. I'm not worried about criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, kudos and to it's him. something that uh, Shima touches on, both with Mitsumi and uh, uh, Kanachika of, like, I'm jealous of them that they have these ability to be so driven and like, mm-hmm. so have goals that they are pursuing. And I feel like I don't have that. Yeah. Um, and they touch on that a little bit here when uh, Shima and Mitsumi end up talking about uh, being pursued for the drama club and talking about how acting was basically for his mom. He feels really uncomfortable with it now. And mm-hmm. then how he doesn't really have his own dream. It was, this was something like his parents wanted for right. him basically. Well, not not parents. I think it was specifically mom. mom. I think that was very explicitly like I did this because it made my mom happy, and because she was going through like a divorce also, and cheating or something. They kind of touched on that because she was like yeah. on the phone. It was implied that it was cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and the implication too is that his younger brother is a half brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it half brother? I thought it might have been step. No, I think the implication is mom remarried and had a, another kid. Okay. okay. Yeah, th- Just because that kid looks so different yeah. from them. That's why I was... But that's neither here nor there. But, uh, like, yeah, it was pretty explicitly stated, like, I did this to make my mom happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that also goes into kind of how other people mischaracterize Shima a bit because other people will mention, like, oh, man, you were so happy acting back then. Like, you used to love that shit back in the day when really we find out that no, he kind of didn't. He was just good at it, but he was good at it because he was like this single minded driven purpose of, I got to make my mom happy. What makes her happy? Me being good at acting and being like all in on mm-hmm. it. So that's where it comes from. Not his. Some people just have it. it. You know, he, he showed up, you know, as a blonde protagonist to his story and was like, you know what? I'm not a good actor, but I understand the intention of the director. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I, as soon as you said some people just have it, I was like, God damn it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked Oshinoko. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, but yeah, then they have this like, uh, pinky promise moment of like whatever your dream is uh i'll support it shima from mitsumi uh which was very very cute Mm -hmm. oh yeah super endearing again all of this was delightful Uh, super duper delightful oh yeah i didn't have it's hard for me to pick out moments that i outright didn't like 
if that makes sense. Like, there are definitely characters I like better than other characters and episodes I like better than other episodes. But there wasn't anything that I'm like, oh, this is a hard gripe for me. Or this would make me not, or, not, not recommend, but like downvote the show or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and then we get a kind of B plot for the second part of this episode with uh, uh, Takamini, which is the current vice president of the student council, who is a fucking maniac in My terms dude. of God. life planning. Holy shit. <laughs> That's terrifying. I got discomfort just seeing that schedule. Like Every 15 no. minutes. Entire day, every 15-minute block. I have my day planned out down to the minute. I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, I don't like making, I don't like planning anything at all. That sounds miserable. So this is basically, uh, it was basically an unknown therapy session for Takamini <laughs> just dealing with Mitsumi's, like, chaotic energy for mm-hmm. half a day. <laughs> she is the embodiment of, if I go to sleep at 10, and I fall asleep at exactly 10 o'clock, I can get exactly 7 hours and 23 minutes of sleep. If I wake up at this time, like, that specific thing, that's her whole life. And that sounds goddamn miserable to me. Wait, and she was having stress dreams about missing buses and stuff like yeah. that. Bro, <laughs> that is not what my stress dreams are about. But then I get into that. <laughs> but then I it's, love it's, how... It's about caramel cord. Like, <laughs> She, uh, they're just having moments like they do miss a bus and she just has, like, has a meltdown and then Mitsumi's like, but we found a cat to play with. Yeah, Why yeah, would yeah. we be upset? <laughs> yeah, these, these, there's another bus in 10, 15 minutes. Like, it's chill. Let's, yeah. let's play with it's the cra- cat. It's crazy that there can be a bus every 15 minutes. That's wild. Yeah, she said it was yeah, like every two hours or something. She says like every two hours yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that in her hometown. And I think that helped put things into perspective for Takamine. Like how, oh, from someone else's perspective, that's not that bad, because if you miss the bus back in Mitsumi's hometown, you're out two hours? Yeah, that'll fuck your day up. Minutes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you... 15 minutes can absolutely fuck your day up, but not nearly as bad as two hours. So. And then is still trying to, like, stress study on the bus, but then Mitsumi just gets, like, <laughs> a, a view of, like, the autumn Tokyo landscape as they're, like, rolling over a hill. And that's kind of the one, the final moment of like, maybe I do need to like just take a minute sometimes yeah. and not be quite so crazy. Yeah, Mitsumi. Well, um, she sees the urban farm mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. like the in-city like farming plot, and is like, "Oh man, I didn't even know there could be something like this in the city. That's so crazy." Kind of thing. Uh, this episode, then, I wrote the note like that. Uh, Mitsumi was the uh, slice of life Tanjiro, just going out here, just healing people's trauma constantly, yeah. constantly. <laughs> Just by being... Without beheading them. Ah, details. <laughs> and then uh, I do love that she has the dream then, and it's in, like, is, like, a, a My Neighbor Totoro, basically. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was yeah. Fun. Oh, my God. I cracked up really hard at that. And it was appropriate that Mitsumi was the Totoro, because she's the she's the creature from the, the boonies. <laughs> yep. And, and then, then the next day they, when uh, she sees a Mitsumi coming in and, like, just briefly, like, in her lacking sleep like sees the creature yeah. walking towards her again i just lost it yeah oh man that yeah that got me good that was yeah, and then cute. kind of takamine and shima a little bit both kind of say like hey mitsumi this maybe is not your jam like it works for takamine but maybe just chill out 
on this. Like, you're obviously stressing yourself out. And Takamine also kind of has, like, a moment of growth here where she's like, maybe I'm stressing myself out too much. I'm doing a little too much. I should be a little more like Mitsumi mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Uh, so that's episode four. Episode five, we get to the volleyball episode because there's got to be some sort of sports there's festival. There's got to be. There's every single be. time. Uh, but yeah, then I like when Mitsumi's just like, you guys may not know this, but I'm not that athletic. And everyone's <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're well aware. Oh, man, man. That's something else I forgot about. Episode one wherever she takes her shoes off and goes to sprint away, and she's just like... Ah, ah, I, I thought about ah. Uncle from Another World. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, that's exactly what I thought of. And then Shima's just behind her kind of lightly jogging yeah. while she's fighting for her life out there. Oh, oh! Another moment, episode one. I do not know if this was in the Japanese dub or not. There's another student who's on the phone with Shima. During the orientation thing, he's coming out. There's a teacher that's like, what are you doing? You're going to be late. And that kid says, I'm sorry. I was fighting for my life in there. That's in the Japanese yeah, one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never related to a character so hard. That side character who like, you barely know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, whatever he's going through in life, I feel you, sir. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> I, pretty I good. I see you. But, yeah, back skipping way back forward to, what are we on, fucking episode five? Episode five. Uh so yeah, uh, ends up getting Mika giving her volleyball lessons because she's on the uh, volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where there's some seniors kind of playing basketball in it, and one of them bumps into... I, I'm blanking. It, they bumped into Mika, right? Not Mitsumi? I believe so. And then Mika yes, kind of... Yes, it was. Yeah. Kind of has this trauma response where she feels like intimidated by others, mm. like flashing back to like middle school. So you kind of get a little bit of her backstory here. Uh-huh. And then Mitsumi sta- steps up and kind of tells them off, and they're just like, eh, whatever, until they're, I think, I'm assuming their class rep is like, what the fuck are you doing? Those are freshman girls. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, because also, it was supposed to be the gym was reserved for first years mm-hmm. Yeah, that day. And these guys are like seniors or second years or something like that, and they're fucking around playing basketball. Mitsumi's like, hey, this is first year day. Get the fuck off my turf, kid. And the class president's like, yeah, hey, what are you guys doing? You're not even supposed to be in here. Get the fuck out of here. But then I love the moment you have, Mika, of like, these two who crossed me, they just made the list. They made oh my the God. list. They made the list. I was like, list. is this show about to get fucking dark? Like, are we having a moment? And she gets their names off of their, like, name tags on their shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I and was not like, aware that was a thing in Japanese culture, but. Well, maybe they're, like, the basketball shoes that are, like, hanging out in, like, a public storage storage area so you have to have like your, your name on it but then she's well, like i will say in in our high school we did have our gym clothes we did have to mark with our names mm. so okay, i imagine something like that so yeah so she she's ready to put them in the fucking death note okay and yes. <laughs> and mitsumi's just like hey that other upperclassman he was so cool he stood up to them and told them like what was up so much i got his name off of his shoes and uh, Mika has this moment of like, oh, wow, we noticed two different yeah. things there. Like, I immediately was drawn to the people that crossed me and did me wrong, while Mitsumi was immediately, like, singled out this person that, like, did them a solid. That's a very positive way to look at mm-hmm. life. And I got one step closer to having diabetes and this show just being so <laughs> fucking sweet. <laughs> I had to check my fucking blood sugar levels every episode in this goddamn... <laughs> 
But yes, that was a lovely message for them to portray there. And then eventually, uh, I was, I think it believe it's like one or two scenes after this, then Mika and Mitsumi kind of have this heart to heart of like, uh, Mika's like, why did you even recruit me to teach you? You like, I'm so critical of you all the time. And Mitsumi's like, that's kind of why I picked you is because I knew you would not lie to me about how I was doing. You'd I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Hey, like, you can be, you can be extremely abrasive. That's not a compliment, but it is the truth. So that's why I picked <laughs> yeah. you. I did love that she straight up says that's not a compliment. It's just the truth. Yeah. I was like, way to lay down the law there too. Like stand up for yourself a bit yeah. you know, in a different way. I liked that. Mitsumi showing that while she is generally very positive and nice, she is still like aware that people can be mean and mm-hmm. not yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. She's not entirely. Well, mad, I think naive. having that talk with Fumi before helped. Mm-hmm. After Yuzu was kind of like, hey, you know she's using you, right? Yeah. Um, and then this is also the episode two where Mika is kind of like almost kind of bow- starts to bow out of the race for Shima a little bit. It doesn't fully decommit yet, but it's starting to like, man, I I don't think it, he even notices me. He mm-hmm. just sees Mitsumi. Yeah. But yeah, because they have their volleyball match and they, they win a few. Good yeah, job, they, girls. Second place in the I finals think? against a team that's like stacked with varsity players, basically. That are all like six foot five and shit like that. Yeah. I did like they, uh, they briefly went for like, it was like a five or 10 second snippet where like, we're going to briefly be high Q here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's like, that, we're, that's we're all we're doing. But then after that, the girls, after losing their match, they're like, oh, well, the boys' basketball team is still playing. Let's go like support them. This is where Mitsumi kind of gets another, like, hint that Shima is, like, a popular pretty boy. Because all these girls that don't know him are, like, just on the sidelines cheering him on. And, like, just being the biggest cheerleaders possible for him specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she kind of, like, does her own bow out thing a little bit. Where she's like, oh, I was going to like go cheer him on and I think is this the one with the pickles? The, the yeah. pickled vegetables, yep. Yeah. <laughs> she was going to give him like some pickled vegetables but is like kind of overwhelmed by the showing of support that he's got. And so she's kind of like, "Ah, I'm not going to bother him." But then uh, Kane Chika comes through in the clutch and uh reminds him that, "Hey, just because he's popular doesn't mean he might not be lonely if he doesn't really feel like he's close to any of those yeah. people." Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, I don't know if this is in the Japanese, but he even has a line uh, where he says, like, a lot of the times the popular people are the most prone to being lonely because they don't have any real connections. And I was like, hmm. okay, I get what you're going yeah. for. Um, I can't relate. I was super popular and I had deep connections. So whatever, I'm great. I, I grew up. Uh, so so I <laughs> I, I uh, fully understood Makoto and identified with that. So whenever they were talking about oh these popular people these pretty people are having so many difficulties, it's like okay yeah, darn <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna go cry big popular and pretty the whole time. Ooh. I related most to that teacher that they're like, she's the laziest teacher we have. That's that's who I relate to <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, she, lecturing Mitsumi and then like 
she's the laziest teacher here. What the hell? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and even like it's showed that she just passes the buck off. Like, I could help you with your schedule maintenance, but you know who could help you better is this person that's not me. So I don't have to put in the effort. Yeah, that's who I related to the most, probably. That's called, Who's already that's overwhelmed and probably delegation. does not even know their task on her hands. Delegation. <laughs> but at the end of the episode, Mitsumi does come back to give Shima some pickled carrots that she made herself. Yeah. No one ever brought me pickled carrots when I played basketball. I'm disappointed. I sucked at basketball, so I can't. <laughs> All right. Episode six. Where and I call back home with Fumi, she finds out that Fumi now has a crush on a boy. And Mitsumi is concerned about how this could possibly happen and she's falling behind. So oh. a, a quick little point of order for that. They've had a couple callbacks to the to back home. Like at night, mm-hmm. she's calling back to the friends. And I always got a kick out of her family just like listening and then being like, Oh yeah, she says she's everything's great. Bullshit. She's probably late on her first day. Oh, oh yeah. The, and, yeah. <laughs> then the the family just like <laughs> calling her out on her bullshit like yeah 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 whatever and it was and it was a nice touch too of like how when people really know you they can kind of see through when you're putting a, a mm-hmm. little bit of a shine on things and it's like yeah yeah i mean obviously you'd tell us if there was a real problem but you were it was not the perfect day you're pretending we know your bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i found i found that I very endearing the dad. Her dad just always <laughs> holding the cat, but he has like this grumpy face. I don't know why. That but he was also supportive. But yeah, he always seemed he was super supportive. He seemed very grumpy. But just the way they draw him is just this like frumpy, like, <laughs> but he's holding a cat the whole time. I don't know why that shit cracked me up. But yeah, also, like the next day, Mitsumi is like really kind of upset. Concerned? I don't. I don't know what the word would be, because Shima misses school. Say concerned. He like yeah 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 concerned. Slept in, and then she hears that he like kind of has a track record of this, where it's like sometimes he just won't go to school if he just doesn't fucking feel like it. Yes, it was like the middle school like like gossip started bubbling up of like oh he was kind of like a delinquent and stuff and all this bullshit. Her imagining visions of him as a delinquent, like riding a motorcycle, <laughs> the with, like, motorcycle. A big purple leather jacket. I don't know why that shit cracked me up really, really yeah. hard. And the I can't be turn this letter of uh, dropping out notice in for me. Mm-hmm. I can't bother be bothered to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Like th- that shit cracked me up. I don't know why. Shima just found vampires at night. That's what that's what his deal was. <laughs> He's like, I can't sleep. I also left this walkie-talkie above this girl's apartment <laughs> one time. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was so panicked when this this particular episode started, and it was gonna be like the like the miscommunication drama. Uh, I'm yeah. so happy that I like, finished it in just one episode. Yes, didn't leave I it for it like an coming. arc. I felt it coming. Oh yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> so thank you so much, writers, for being like, no, no. We're going to have a miscommunication, and they're going to resolve it in, like, a few days, and we're going to do it in one episode. No big they're deal. They're going to talk. The characters are going to use their words and open their mouths to make those words come out and talk. And allow each other to finish which, sentences. Not interrupt which them. Which is unheard of. No fireworks went off. Yeah. Nothing. There was no... Nobody interrupted them when they were having their, like, reconciliation to, like, make it worse or extend it. No, nothing like that happened. Nope. Um, 
I did appreciate too, though, that both of their like discomfort in the situation felt realistic. Like Shima didn't like that a person that he really cares about was believing this bullshit that people were saying about him, and she didn't like that. And she didn't. And she had some lack some self awareness to tell him how she really felt, and it was like, "I like you being here. I like being around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please come to school because it makes my day a lot better." Well, and I think she straight up says that. Uh... That school's not any fun without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she eventually says. At first, she yeah. kind of goes for she the... She tiptoes around it. Like, her initial response is more of a, you should just come to school because that's what you should be doing. Uh, oh, like, a, I'm concerned about your future thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, she kind of is, but that's really not her, like, core feeling. That's that's not, not what the... she really wants to say. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah, being yeah. selfish. No, I'm, I'm joking. Not actually, <laughs> but... So I, I like that it was some kind of self-awareness. And, and these are kind of like, this is a disagreement you could see two people having. And it mm-hmm. made sense. Yeah, other than... I also just liked the resolution of it. Like, both of them had a very real conversation. Mm-hmm. Both of them had, I think, fair gripes with each other. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just one character's in the right, the other character's blatantly in the wrong. That wasn't the case here. It literally was just a miscommunication, and I've got my own shit going on. It's affecting me. I've got my own shit going on. It's affecting me. Which felt very, like, well-rounded and three-dimensional to me, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I liked when we get when you get to the very end and Shima's kind of like, I've, I've never had a, like, this intense a reconciliation with someone uh, since, like, grade school. Yeah, and but and but he's like, that doesn't mean this is bad though. Like, <laughs> this is healthy to like resolve feelings. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, then and that was pretty much that episode yeah. was them focusing yeah. on this. Yeah, this this conflict was the entire episode. I don't remember a lot of even major B plots in this episode. I don't think there was not really. To be yeah. I thought that this one I also liked because it was one of the more straightforward Very focused. episodes. Mm. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Very focused. And it didn't have like conflicting plots going on. All right. Uh, so we get to episode seven, hectic and hot stuff uh, where Mitsumi is now officially on the student council. So it looks like Woo-hoo! halfway through the year, they do a transition where the third years are like, all right, you guys are just doing college entrance exams prep, so you fuck off. And then the second yeah. years and first years move up, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think they do say that it's before. Was this before the break? Uh, I think they just come back from the or no, it's before the break. Yeah. Mm. So, OK, that's what I thought. Because, yeah, the break is episode nine when she goes home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, And then. Takamini, uh, unfortunately, is just the vice president because she lost a election to a popular boy who got in the race at the last second. A last second. Yeah. yeah. That's so. I love how she was all trying to play it all cool, like, well, no one wanted to challenge me, so I guess I'll just be the president. And then there's like, nope, there's a last minute person. You actually have to run. She's like, yeah. wait, who? And it's the popular Fuck. kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She got a, uh, uh, a, a rude awakening to. Most elections, even in high school and in real life, it's just a popularity vote. There's no no actual merit involved. <laughs> yeah. If you're competent and popular, that probably helps. But popularity is the more important part. Oh, yeah. It's it's the bigger factor. 
Uh, and then we uh, get uh, kind of Chica coming in and screening his uh, video to try to like <laughs> take the energy, like the yeah. tension down a little bit of like Charlie horse. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fucking great. Yeah. Did, just a, just a one man show movie where he's doing the writing, the filming and all the acting by himself. And he even kept and in the bit. It's seemingly like supposed to be the start of a kaiju movie. Yeah. That's right, right, well. right. Either right. aliens or kaiju. Some, some Something yeah, was which, showed up. I like the bit where he kept it, keeps it where like his parents are like, hey, it's time to come in. He's like, no, I'm recording something. <laughs> it, it was like a one shot film. It was. He didn't have time to do editing. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or he's just a kid and he doesn't know how to yeah, do could be. editing. But this also does help, like, Takamine kind of, like, come to grips with losing the election. And she's kind of like, okay, I can't be just bitter about this. I still want to get things done. And this is still important to me. I'm just going to do my best to, like, work with this new guy. Yeah. And she can still work towards her goals, even if she didn't get what she wanted. Um, yeah. So helps kind of reset her compass a little bit yeah. and start moving in a positive direction again. Very, very, mm-hmm. bi- very big of her to do that. Cause uh, if I were in that situation, I may not have <laughs> taken that high road. I would have been like, y'all <laughs> deuces. This shit can burn down. <laughs> Bye. Oh. There was many characters, especially compared to teenage me, who handled this way better oh my than God. I would have been yeah. emotionally capable of. Very mature. <laughs> Bro, adult me. Get, get the fuck uh, out of here. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm saying just for sure teenage me. Adult me, it's more of a coin flips chance. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what day you catch me. Yeah. How well did I sleep? How's my back feeling? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Are my knees okay? No. Says the narrator. They're just never also, okay. <laughs> no. We, yeah. We also get into like kind of another B plot thing where as summer vacation is coming up, a bunch of people are like trying to get people's numbers. So it's like a lot of like kind of like love confessions are like, oh, let's stay in touch, blah, blah, blah. I want to have a boyfriend for the summer or I want to have a girlfriend for break kind of thing. And a lot of this is coming on Shima as well as all of these girls are like trying to talk to him, like trying to just now like be buddy, buddy friends, exchange information with him. And Mitsubishi just straight up asked bro if he wants to go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love how they do it too. Cause it's like, she's internally thinking a group of us should go to the zoo. And then out of her mouth comes, do you want to go to the zoo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. But yeah, and then they go to the zoo, and it's it's or no 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 that's next episode. That's yes, next yeah, episode. Rurika shows up out of the blue. Yeah, yep. This is Rurika shows up, and we just get a quick little scene of her like demanding to get in. Um, which this technically isn't the first time we've seen Rurika. Sure. You see her briefly at in the first episode when they're all at, when Shima and his friends mm-hmm. are all at the diner after school. Oh yeah 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 okay. yeah they're they're all still hanging Kruskun. out. Yep, with Chris Kuhn. I Chris love is that a bro. His name is just Chris. Chris is a Chris bro. Is a bro. Chris rules. Chris rules. Uh, but yeah, she shows up and then uh, just be like, I want to see where Shima goes to school. Like, why, why is he putting all this energy into this? And then he, she, uh, Ririka and Mitsumi briefly come face to face. And mm-hmm. then Shima's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> but then. The zoo. Then motherfuckers go to the zoo together. The yep. zoo. It's hot as shit out. 
they're not having a good time. Global warming well, they're sucks. Having a good time, but <laughs> it's hot as shit. And this is where we also get uh, Now and Mika showing up, who both found out about. They both call it a date because mm-hmm. it's but a date. Shima and Mitsubi very much do not call it a date, and that's when they start like. But we all know it's a date. It's a date. Oh yeah. It's a date. <laughs> But they end up, like, kind of, like, tailing them. And then those two have, like, their own, like, nice little moment <laughs> t- together. Yeah, Nalchon yeah. is is spearheading uh, uh, the, the redhead's, like, healing at this point. Like, she's, like, oh, yeah. like, oh. like Nalchon, like, kudos to them for being, being, like, hmm, I've heard you say three things, and I completely understand everything about you. <laughs> and yeah. I will fix you. I can fix her. <laughs> It made me think of, uh, oh my god, what's the detective from Call of the Night, where she just read the fuck out oh, of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I forget right what Right out of the was, gate, um, it was just like a, I know who the fuck you are. Yeah. But it, it was very much that energy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mitsumi and Shima end up, like, kind of cutting the day short, kind of on Shima's uh, suggestion. Because he noticed, he sees, yeah. Like, Cause she's, she seems like she's getting like full on heat stroke, yeah. Almost where she's like getting like kind of like dazed and like lightheaded and uh, kind of like loopy. So he's kind of like, hey, let's just hit the gift shop and call it a day. <laughs> she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was so like- they go to the gift shop, and this is where we get kind of the first mention of Shima's little brother. Mm-hmm. Where he wants to buy him a gift, but he's not sure what to get him. And then also and then, feeling very like, I don't even know if this kid likes me or wants anything from me. Um, so just kind of yeah. uncomfortable with his relationship with his younger brother generally. Yeah. Well, and he says, he's like, I don't know what the kid likes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, and I, I thought this was pointing him. towards some drama with mom remarrying and having a new kid and another source of, of you know, uh, friction in the show but no he just he just hasn't connected with this little with this little dude well it's it's due to his own discomfort though it's not it doesn't sound like his mom has specifically forced him out but he feels forced Mm -hmm. out by her remarrying and having another kid Mm -hmm. he feels like he's not Mm -hmm. a part of the family i thought it was gonna be so much more dramatic (laughs) like Like, it's like evil (laughs) stepdad bullshit you know yeah most of the conflict in this show is just people not feeling fully comfortable with where they're at or their situation at that particular mm-hmm. moment and needing to kind of adjust to that, which yeah. I think is something we a lot of us go through on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But, um, so, Mitsumi encourages him, like, oh, you should just buy him a gift anyway. Yeah. And he buys this, like, little penguin keychain, but then sees the best way I can describe it is the Nausicaa fox. It Reminded me of the little fox from oh, Nausicaa okay, in the Valley yeah. of the Wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the little fox guys from Lapita. It reminded me of that quite a bit. Shima has like a flashback of remembering that his little brother has that. And he's kind of like, hey, do you want this keychain? I think my little brother's been here already. And Mitsubi kind of like corrects him like, that's not the part that matters. He's just going to be hyped to get a gift from From the you. brother, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter what the gift is. He's just going to be hyped that you got him something. Yeah, you're you're his cool older brother. Like he's just gonna be stoked that you got him something. Don't exactly. overthink it. Uh and then 
we uh, get the uh, Now Chan and Mika uh, like Froyo date. Yeah. They've, they've... <laughs> oh yeah. Also, Now Chan's uh, undercover outfit is dressing masculine. Yes. Which yeah, was that, that an was the that choice. was the joke I was referring to where they do this shock scene where it suddenly Now Chan's a dude um, uh, to like be undercover. Yeah. yeah. So well, even introduces. Well, I don't know. That might have been Spanish, the uncle. But... No, he's like no, I'm yeah, the he, uncle. He goes. Oh, yeah. And he even produces his uh, ID, which I assuming, based on that, is still showing. Uh, now Chan like male. as male. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I didn't know if Uncle was specifically to the Spanish dub or not because that was an episode I watched in Spanish. I meant to go back and watch in Japanese, but I. Kind of slip my because Mika full on's like I didn't realize Mitsumi had an uncle and an aunt. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Because yeah, okay. uh, Mitsumi has only been referring to Now Chan as aunt the entire time. Yeah. So it's like there's a second person I haven't heard about this person. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Then it's then now and Mika become friends on like Pinsta and start <laughs> being like all chummy. Pinsta. <laughs> But then we also get into kind of the B plot where Mintami is going to have a sleepover. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, invites Mak- uh, Mak- Makoto and Mika over to the sleepover. Uh, oh, and Yuzuki, sorry. Um, this is also where we get a little bit of the like kind of Yuzuki mm-hmm. where she's like, I didn't really get along with people in uh, high school, or not high school, sorry, middle school, uh, because... I kept getting roped into like relationship drama, but I'm glad I met you guys because it's making me enjoy high school a lot more. Like I'm glad we're friends kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, I didn't want, I didn't want that. I just wanted to have some close friends who I could be myself with and yeah. relaxed and not be on edge all the time about it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we also, this is where we also get the Mika, trying to bounce early under the excuse of, oh, I've got dinner with family and now just slaps that shit down. It's like, look, <laughs> just go back up there. Like, you don't get a chance to make real friends very often. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a real fucking line. Holy shit. You don't get a lot of chances of making real friends. Yeah. Cause, I, yeah. I liked that a lot. Because Mika makes some comment like, it'd be too cringe to go back now. Like, I've already left. And then, <laughs> and now it's just like, it's, being a little cringe sometimes is endearing. Like you don't have to be perfect all the time. Which another line I liked. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and then she even says like, make, just make up an excuse. Just say, oh, I forgot that the dinner with my family was on another night. Nobody's gonna care. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, they're or, just they're just your mom your called and, Yeah, your mom called and canceled like right as you got outside. Like whatever it is, yeah. doesn't matter. Now, it's cool. Now Chon's the uh, Marie of this show. I was <laughs> I was waiting on one of us to say it. I didn't know who was going to be the one to say uh, it, but I knew it was going to happen. I was just trying for it not to be me, just because I knew. <laughs> so thank you. For, uh, yeah. I wish I would have put money on that <laughs> with somebody. And then the last... Yeah, Mika, go, Mika goes back. Mm-hmm. And then we get a nice, uh, so then we we get a Ririka and Shima sh- scene uh, with the two of them kind of walking through the city. And then this is where we get more of the background about how Ririka effectively had her child acting career destroyed 
by that party getting busted when they were both at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can tell Ririka has this moment where she's like, hold my hand. And then Shima's like, I don't know. He's like, she's like, no, no, not like that. Just like when we were kids. Um, so there's kind of a, like almost like a dependency here. Oh yeah. Ririka feels like. It's this, very this, much a security blanket moment. Yeah. Like kind of thing. You're one of the few people I feel like safe and comfortable around. Whereas the rest of my life has been kind of a shit show, even though I'm a successful yeah. model, it's not working out great for me. So just showing kind of highlighting that struggle. And then they have that moment and then she going home and sleeping alone. But then you also get the, the shots of the four girls, like hanging out and enjoying a movie and stuff at the sleepover and really enjoying themselves to show kind of the discrepancy between where they're at right now. The contrast. Yeah. Which I liked Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I was, I was debating ending like this this was the one spot I was considering potentially ending at but I decided just to go through and finish it I think it would have worked as a spot yeah it would have been okay I I, I agree with I agree with your judgment I would have worked yeah it would have been just fine all right episode nine drowsy and peppy uh this is Mitsumi going home yeah so now it is now it is break so yeah. that that's where I was getting confused at was like did the election thing happen before break or after yeah, well, episode eight was also during the break. It was just the first part of the break, but now Mitsumi's actually going home for like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I meant the election part. Yes. But yeah, so now she's back home. She goes back home to like visit her family and, and Fumi, like her old friends kind of thing. Um, And it's just a, just a nice, just like kind of nice lazy time. time. Like she's like sleeping in, stuff like that, like hanging out with her. Like little siblings who I think are also adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Graham Graham cooking the food, and they're hanging out yeah. in the back, and like, yeah, was it just a really chill episode? Was this the episode she I was mean, sneaking food that she was like, like, oh, take this to the, the table, rice, and she yeah. was like, oh, oh, I gotta taste it. And her, yeah. her little kid, her little brother, was giving her shit about it. She's like, don't matter, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I just this first half of the episode was just really comfortable not a lot really happened plot wise outside of um mitsumi finding out that fumi is dating that guy that she had the crush on Mm -hmm. before yeah Mm -hmm. um but beyond that it was just mostly just her hanging out with friends on the beach seeing her family yeah i I really like this cozy time spiking my glucose i i love the scene though where she's like wakes up and it's she's just like total bedhead dreary and just chomping on the watermelon and like thinking about the countryside where she's oh, at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a really sweet moment. Well, yeah, they also have the moment where she's like, do you want breakfast? And she's like, no. And they're like, we also got watermelon. She's like, yes. <laughs> comes down. <laughs> I related to that deep in my soul where sometimes someone's like, hey, do you want dinner? And I'm like, no, we're getting sushi. All right, here I come. Oh, like, man. You now I want some me. sushi. Sorry. Times it. That's the great thing about being an adult. You can go get sushi when we're done. Sick. Uh, but we get back to kind of school at this point. She goes back uh, to Tokyo, and this is kind of the part where we're starting to get full swing with like getting ready for the school festival. Yeah, and and, and, oh, and really the only multi-episode story arc we have in yeah. the show is these last. 
three, three and a half episodes. Year, so, That's yeah. where you get the, the school festival arc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's also, like, passing out snacks and stuff to everyone from her hometown. Uh, she finds Shima, and he's uh, affected by something. Like, he's not having a good time. And she has this nice moment of, like, she gives him, I think it was squid crackers. <laughs> She gives him some squid crackers, starts running off because she's like, ah, I'm busy, so here you go. I got to go do student council stuff. And then she, like, stops and turns around. She's like, you could have two more packages because you look sad. Because you look sad. Here's two more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, just straight up says it, not even, like, a a subtle thing, but just, no, you look like you're having a shit time. Here's some more squid Here's some crackers. Here's some more squid crackers. Yep. And Shima has this moment of, like, a, man, this girl fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she because she dug she dug him right out because he was in a funk, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because he. I, well, and this also had the little bit too where uh, Mitsumi internally, as she got back from break, was like, everyone's been gone so long, and it feels like I can jump right back in with some people, but other people feel distant right now, mm-hmm. and how even yeah. just a little bit of time away can change things. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, interaction as well. Well, and I mean, I think it's accurate too. Yeah. Like, you have these people that you in your life that you're close at one point and then uh, through distance or time or a combination of both, you feel like you may have slipped away from them a bit or like, oh, I know I've changed during this time. How much have they changed during this time or what have they gone through? Yeah. Are we still really friends or has our friendship become something new or just gone away kind of thing? So I thought that was pretty real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then episode 10, Scrambling and Dripping, is where we get into the Sound of Music part. Yeah! Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not Man. expect that at all. That shit. Whenever they called it Singing Family, <laughs> I kind of thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be a Partridge Family gig, and then they show the pamphlet, and it's just like that same text with like the mountains in the back and like the fields. It's like, holy shit, we're doing Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. God. So in the manga, it just straight up is Sound of Music. Nice. Like, oh, really? They don't even <laughs> fake it, but the, for the anime, the PA work's supposed to have been like, if we're going to distribute internationally, we probably yeah. need to change this. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, that, that I, I don't know why that shit cracked me up pretty good. But they decide they're going to do this play, and a few people are like, yo, Shima, you, you should be in the play, you should do it. And Shima has kind of like a complex about it where he's like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Because he's still going through like kind of that, am I doing anything for me or is everything I'm doing for other people? Yeah, he still yes mans it up though. Yeah. He still decides to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was the internal conflict of if I make too much of a fuss, is that going to cause me more issues than if I just do it? Uh well, because he says, like, people expect me to say yes. So if I say no, it's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are going to look into it, and then people might dig up my past, and then people might find out I was a child actor. And he kind of spirals a little bit here. Spiral might not be the right, right word, but he kind of goes off on a tear. Yeah, he definitely, like, looks inward and gets quite reserved uh, in his dealings yeah. with other people. And a little pessimistic, too. But he ultimately agrees to do it, and Mitsumi just straight up says, she's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't. I'm too busy with student council stuff, but I will help where I can. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is also where we get kind of Mitsumi. We see that she's just like just doing the most where she agrees to help. I want to say it was like watch film of the play. Yeah, is they, that this episode? they had a recorded rehearsal yeah. session and they wanted her to watch it and give them some yeah. ideas of where to cut time because they were running too Yeah, because they were like a half hour over or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, yeah, totally, I'll help. But then she's like trying to do all of this other stuff along with reviewing the play, ends up falling asleep and is kind of like, oh shit, I didn't do this. She goes to her classmates the next day and she's like, ah, shit. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I have so much going on. I didn't actually get to watch. And they're like, oh no, that's fine. It's cool. We get it. But then later on, here's them like shit talking. Yeah. Behind her back. And, and Shima hears it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this is where Shima kind of has a moment of like, how can she like do this? And when like, it results in people saying this shit about her. Like, why does she put herself out there like that? Yeah. Well, and I think he also sees a little bit of himself in her and like trying to be a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. but just, she's doing it to like the nth degree. Whereas he's like down here at like a three or a four, but she's at a 10 dialed in at all times. And he kind of has this moment of like trying to cheer her up where he's like trying to like really be a bro here in this moment. And Mitsubi kind of like crumbles mm-hmm. under this like stress. And like, she full on starts crying and realizing like she, th- she thinks she's been a bad friend here. And Shima has like just this bro moment where he just starts singing that <laughs> you are 16 going on. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> so did you watch this one in Japanese or Spanish? S- Spanish. Okay. How was the singing? Because in <laughs> Japanese, I thought it was actually pretty decent. It, was, it, it wasn't was bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Uh, also, I will say, I went back and rewatched parts of it in Japanese. And I know they were trying to make Mitsumi out to be somewhat of a bad singer. Mm-hmm. They did not do that. In Spanish. Oh, she interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I think it might have just been that VA is just actually a good singer. So it's like, if you are super duper good at something, trying to tone it down and do it shitty on purpose might not come across. But it was just like, a, oh, wow, she's good. And like, that mm-hmm. was it. But uh, she starts to feel better at this interaction and she goes back up to the classmates that were talking shit. I want to say, was it the next day or later that day or something? I think like it was that? Li- like end of that day. Yeah, end of the she day. Went back up. Because she does find places where they can make cuts. And she goes to them again and she's like, hey, sorry about earlier, but I had time to take it o- take a look at it now. Here's what we should do to fix the fix the script or fix the time. And they're like, they're cool with it. They're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you for doing yeah. that. But they don't apologize for talking shit. They do not. Well, they didn't know they were being listened to, so. I was going to say, and I, I chalked it up to they didn't know they got caught talking shit. But y'all should have been more thankful. <laughs> I was I was a little mad about this part. <laughs> they they should have been. Um, I do uh, love the last scene, though, of when uh, Shima and her are leaving, and she says, um, 
kind of effectively like thanks so much for picking me back uh helping me pick myself back up today mm-hmm. but don't worry about me i'm gonna take on too much sometimes i'm gonna fuck up i'm gonna stumble but that's fine i'm really good at picking myself back up and moving on to the next thing yeah yeah and he has like a like a flashback montage of her doing exactly that mm-hmm But then that takes us into episode 11, and now the festival is starting in earnest. Like, this is the first day of the festival. Everyone's, like, running around super-duper busy. Um, And a bunch of other people, their middle school friends, start showing up. Like, these people that just a year ago or so were in classes and going to the same school with all these people. And she has this moment of, like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that everyone grew up here and this is where everyone's friends are whereas my friends are like literally a plane ride away Mm. and not just in a different part of the city yeah it was the first time she seemed really disconnected from where she was now even though there'd been other things that made her definitely seem either come off as an outsider or feel like an outsider but this is the first time she felt disconnected and far away from where she came from I would say lonely. Mm-hmm. I would say and, and lonely. It was, lonely. It was very melancholy. I, I, I'd agree to that. But this is also where we get, uh, there, there's some little three-year-old boy who's lost. Yep. And what was his name? Kiri? Oh, uh, yeah, Kiri. Kiri, yeah. Kiri. Uh, who we find out is Shima's little brother because Shima's mom is here. She brought Kiri. Kiri just kind of like stumbled off doing his own little kid thing as little kids. They're do. good at that. And she, she can't find him. So she's panicking going around the school, but this little kid is like pretty smart and remembers like, Oh, I just got to go to my big brother's classroom. My mom said she was going there and I got to go to classroom one tree and like, says it like all that, like cute little kids. Yeah. Way. Um, so he shows up at the class and, also, kid's just kind of a trooper. Like, he's not crying or anything like that. Yamada steps up here, and he's like, oh, I'm going to keep this kid entertained. And, like, kind of, like, play with him a bit and, like, make him laugh while everyone else goes and kind of, like, looks for uh, Shima and Yeah, one well, Mitsumi uh, recognizes the little um, penguin on his backpack and chain. asks, hey, are you Our Shima's brother? Right. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah. And that's when they're like, kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to find Shima and his mm-hmm. mom. This is also that moment where we have a good connection here because he's been cool as a cucumber the whole time. Shima shows back up at the classroom and this kid breaks down mm-hmm. and like runs over, like wraps his arms around Shima's legs and is even calling him big bro. Mm-hmm. He's not calling him like Shima Kun or Shima Chan or anything like that. Just straight up big bro. And has, Shima has this moment of like, I think this kid was actually just being considerate of me. Like he's he doing the same shit off. that he would do. Yeah. And one of his friends, I don't remember which one even says like little kids know when they're not wanted. Like they, they pick up on your energy and they can tell when you don't want them around. So he's like, oh, shit, that little kid was just running away from me because he thought I didn't run up, want him around, not because he was, like, afraid of me or shy of me. He was doing me a solid. Mm-hmm. Like, that little kid thought he was doing a broken. Yeah, it reminded me of this uh, thing I saw when it was, like, a an adult talking, like, a, interacting with a baby, like a baby baby. 
and the baby trying to interact with the the adult and the adult was during this experiment was told to like not acknowledge that and then have a very passive face don't react to anything and eventually the kid just stops like they just stop exist and they just stop trying to interact with them and they just sit there quietly and it was really scary and depressing because the kid just loses all life and just shuts down like the moment they're not being they're not getting any feedback from the parent or the or, so some sort of study on like emotional neglect, basically. Yeah, or, and how the kid just gets quiet or emotional mirroring, too. Yeah, and they're like, I'm not getting anything from this person, so I'm just going to dodge. And that's what I that's what it felt like. Um, the kid was just like, oh, I'm not getting anything from him. I'm going to avoid it. it. Just bounce, yeah. But yeah, and then um, at this point, Mitsumi has found Shima's mom. I think with Takamine, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, kind of like the front, was like the front desk or whatever the main like greeting area was. The information booth or something like that, and it's kind of like, oh shit, you're Shima's mom. We found your little boy. Follow me. He's back at the classroom. And they take, then it cuts off of them take going back to, the classroom, and then that kind of cuts right into, episode twelve. These three episodes flow yeah, together. Yeah, maybe. they're all just one oh. big. In fact, they flowed together so well. There was something I forgot to mention in episode 10, and it was the one moment that really stood out as like the weirdest fucking thing in this show. And it's when Shima and Chris are hanging out, and like the last moment of them hanging out, he like puts an arm around him, and then Chris just farts. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, what the? F- what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Where did that come it's from? Just, that didn't really fit the rest guys of the being show dudes. at all. It's just guys being dudes. Just, just bros being bros, man. Like, do, do you fart when a dude throws his arm around your shoulder? Is that just your normal behavior? If I've got one in the chamber, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, I have chronic IBS. The answer is yes, all the time. All right. I'm always yeah, locked in love. Don't squeeze me. I might fart. <laughs> I am a human whoopee cushion. You squeeze, <laughs> fart noises are going to come out. <laughs> that, that's what we've devolved into. We're doing fart jokes now. Just fart oh, jokes, man. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Fart jokes aside. All right. Back to episode 12. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Mitsubi meets up with uh, Shima with his mm-hmm. mom, and they run into Ririka and Get Chris. Chris there. And Ririka has this moment of like this really standoffish moment with Shima's mom where she's like, oh, he's acting in the school festival. Are you making him do this? You're you're forcing him to act again, and they also do this weird thing where it it's not quite a gripe because I did think it was funny, but it pulled me out of the scene a little bit where it shows Ririka as like this like cheetah leopard or something like that, and then it shows Chris and Mitsumi as just these like tiny mice like pinned up against the wall like trying to be invisible. And I get what they're going for. And like, this is an intimidating situation and we got to step back because we're just these timid mice. But I felt it took a lot of the emotion out of the scene or like a lot of the tension out of the scene. It was really cartoony. Yeah. It felt like I I get the joke and I liked the joke, but I don't like how much it pulled me out of this like serious Hmm. moment. It felt odd to me. I... I took it as a chance to say, hey, this is some heavier stuff, but that's really not the primary point of what we're doing here. Like these are these are side characters to the main characters. So even yeah. though it is an intense moment, the focus is still gonna be on 
how like Mitsumi's feeling on in this moment. how she's handling it. Yeah, like I said, I get it. Yeah, but I don't like how much it pulled me out because it was like a serious moment that I think should have stayed serious and been impactful. And it took out some of that impact. I agree. It was okay. kind of incongruous. Uh, it was just yeah. On, yeah. on on how right. serious one bit because she was coming. She was going for the mom hard and just straight jugular. And then mm-hmm. it was this weird cat mouse thing. I was like, uh, see, yeah, we got the anteater part though, and that part made me fucking lose it. Oh, oh man, yeah, I lost my we shit. all love the anteater <laughs> part. Who doesn't like yeah. the anteater part? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and at this point, uh, Ririka's kind of like getting shitty on Shima. And that's when Mitsumi like pops in, like puts her arms up literally just to try and make herself bigger. And is like, hey, pay attention to me. Stop that. <laughs> Look at me. Yep. Look at me. <laughs> you break it up, you two. I'm in the middle now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I am now the focus. You forgot what you were doing. But then, uh, so what? The 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 anteater part comes from uh, Shima and his little brother were reading like one of the biology, I guess journals or something that they'd put out for the uh, festival. Mm-hmm. And so he was from the biology club. Yeah, from the biology club, and just going through that, and like, oh, look what an anteater does when they're scared. <laughs> Small animals like lift themselves up and raise their arms to make themselves look bigger and intimidating. And obviously, Mitsumi is the small animal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, uh, so but and then at this point is when she, uh, Shima's mom leaves, right, and just takes. Yeah, uh, she's like, "Oh, sorry, I can't stay. I, I, I actually got." Yeah, she go. just dips. Like, obviously, very. Well, obviously, very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. at, I feel like I'd be a little weirded out if me as an adult, some high schooler, like shows up to like talk bad shit. I'd be like, I'm probably gonna leave too because I, I can't hit you. <laughs> So I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go find your parents and hit them. <laughs> that should be the rule. If a child acts up, you should be able to slap the parents. <laughs> your dad has a world's best dad mug. I'm proving that wrong. I'm stealing it. But yeah, and then so it's like she was kind of like guilt tripping the mom and Shima at this time. Shima kind of like. With the tension being broken up by Mitsumi, he starts laughing mm-hmm. at this. Like, he kind of comes down and like has this moment of remembering this funny thing about the anteater thing, and it kind of like eases him out of this tension. And he's like, "You know what? I I gotta go do this play. I'm gonna go do this play." The show does not wait. <laughs> yeah, and during while he's doing the play, he's kind of having this like inner monologue like with himself, where he's like, "You know what? I'm." I'm enjoying this and not like for the sake of someone else. Like I do I actually like acting for myself or was I only doing it for other people? I'm enjoying this. I should do more things for myself. Oh, uh and that's something we forgot to touch on is uh in the previous episode he had actually gone and seen the drama club's play and really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Yeah. But he for some reason couldn't bring himself to tell um, Kanichika. Uh, Kanichika, that he really enjoyed the play and felt awkward doing so. So he has, he feels this kind of separation from people who are really passionate about what they're doing. And he's like, it, it kind of a moment of like, do I act, is acting actually that for me? Is that something I'm really passionate about? I'm not sure, but kind of coming to terms with that in the middle of performing as the male lead of this play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's having kind of this like imposter syndrome 
type thing where he's like, am I just a poser? Like, is am I doing this? Am I actually good? Is this what I want? Yeah. Kind of thing, like not feeling like he belongs in his own skin. But after after he gets done, he kind of like gets the stones to go up to Ririka and like he apologize. I I appreciate that he apologizes. I do appreciate this, mm-hmm. where he apologizes, but then he says like, "Hey, I get that I hurt you, and I get what went wrong. However, I am very much trying to move on with my life. Like I've found something here that makes me happy. I want to pursue this." Whatever you're going through, I hope you get through it, dog. And genuinely, I'm here for you if you need my help to get through it. But I'm getting through my shit. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Yeah, it's very much a, I'm going to start moving forward. I'll help you start moving forward if you need to, too. We're done with the same codependent. With this fucking game. Yeah, yeah. that was shit great. That we've been going through. That he was finally able to say that. Yeah, and then she she's pissed. She fucking storms out. She's super duper mad. She, but also she like she's like, come on, Chris, we're getting the fuck out of here. And Chris was like, I kind of wanted to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Chris. Uh, but yeah, then she kind of has a breakdown in the car. Um, and this is where she even says like, I didn't have to go to that party. Like I could have listened to him. I could have stayed behind. It wasn't his fault, even though. I was upset that all that happened to me and he was connected to me from that incident. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of now it's her like, okay, do I start moving on now? Now that he's told me off. Yeah. Um, well, and Chris also like straight up says, he's like, look, Shima will still be friends with you. Yeah. He's, but- he's not going to ditch you, but obviously your relationship needs to change because yeah. what you're currently doing was unhealthy. Chris is such yeah, a bro. It's not working for either. Chris of is you. so such a bro. Uh, even farts. That's great. Yep. <laughs> Boys fart <laughs> all the time. But yeah, and like at the end of this, it it's basically there was no real outside of this. There was no real conflict with the school festival. There was no like big shenanigans going yeah. on. It was largely. Effective or not effective, but everyone had a yeah. good time. It was they did it. Um, but Mitsumi also notices Shima is like acting a little bit different. Like he's like kind of like come out of his funk or something like that, and she like takes note of this. Yeah, she she comments that he seems a little more like childlike, almost and a little more carefree. Um, yeah, and that's the way it have being lifted off his shoulders and feeling a little bit more okay. like he can be himself. I was going to say in Spanish, they straight up say that they say it up straight, say you seem to be carrying yourself lighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like, like a weight's been lifted. You seem to be, you seem to move lighter, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Um, I didn't, I didn't rewatch that one in Japanese, but also, yeah, man, points for the fucking Spanish stuff. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm gonna, I might watch more anime in Spanish. It was so good. I'm going to try to see if I can figure out how to get the English subs. And so whenever I do a rewatch of this, I can mm. do a Spanish rewatch. That's so weird to me that it didn't give you the English it's, subs. It's, I don't it's know. fucking Crunchyroll being Crunchyroll. Yeah. 
All right, wait, but enough bitching about that. Wait, why would the <sighs> Spanish dub have English subs? Mine did. I, why wouldn't it? I mean, why why would it? Like the English, I mean, the you English can change, dubs, you can change your sub language du- on any. The English dub doesn't have like in other shows like the Japanese sub. Yeah. Right, right. Is, is, isn't that how isn't that how localizing these shows work? <laughs> Whenever they dub them, not always. Sometimes you can just change it. Like because when I watched ReZero, it had English subs. And then you what you had when Spanish I was watching it in Portuguese. Subs? What? I was I watched ReZero in Portuguese audio. And it had English sub. Oh, weird! Like, yeah, why? So why know. bother? But that's that's neither they here nor there. The people who speak Portuguese, they don't need English subs. Right. Fucking verdicts. <laughs> we're going to the verdicts. Okay, so we got Audra ten out of ten. Yes, Dan and Marcus, <laughs> where are you two at? Oh, um, so I enjoyed myself. It was really well done. Everything was really cute. Everybody was very nice and friendly. Uh, it felt like they. It could have been more dramatic, and it was still been on, you know, on on theme. But it was everything was so light that it, like, I I started dropping off on my notes because I was just like, there's nothing really of note happening. They're just existing, and I guess that's a, the slice of life thing, um, and the the part that doesn't like grip me. So, but I can't deny that it was, um well done and it was it was real, real cute and i had fun in, uh, watching it so i think i'm going to give it a a solid seven five like it was good it was definitely good um but i'm not over the moon with it or anything you know all right marcus uh i'm a little bit in the same boat where kind of like i said earlier it was all delightful but uh, there wasn't enough going on for me to like really keep me super duper engaged. Like I was a little bored, but in a comfortable way, if that makes sense, I wasn't bored out of my mind where I'm just like zoning out and not paying attention. I was bored in the sense of like, man, these episodes feel like they're running kind of long when they're not. Uh, But it was delightful. So I'm kind of trying to come at this from like kind of an objective standpoint, whereas it's not my genre. So for me, I would say probably I skew more to the eight side of things where I think it's a perfectly good anime. I enjoyed what I watched. It had a lot of endearing moments. I liked the characters except for Igashira. Uh, and I, I, it was well done. It was very well done and delightful, but it just kind of seemed to drag a little bit for me because there wasn't enough going on for my particular attention span. So yeah, like an eight, eight, five. Okay. Uh, I think I forgot to mention the first part. It is a 8.15 on Mal. So okay, pretty solid score. Yeah, that's great. Uh, for me, this is like nine, five easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, for me, it's probably my goat slice of life anime. It's, I, I like that. It's generally uplifting and charming. That tends to be shows I'm drawn to generally anyway. Like my favorite Western shows are generally stuff like, uh, Parks and Rec, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Ted Lasso, stuff that's generally positive, uplifting, usually funny. Mm -hmm. This just fits in with that perfectly. So this is definitely right in my wheelhouse. Hmm. And I just love that the characters' drama generally felt pretty real. Plus, PA Works just killed it with the animation and soundtrack. Oh, animation was gorgeous. Gorgeous. 
Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was well done, um, but it didn't it 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 didn't, it didn't grip me. You weren't fighting for yeah, your life in there. I was not <laughs> fighting for my life in there. No. I needed more scenes of people squeezing a man and him farting. Like, you need more of that. That that would have elevated it to that ten. But no, yeah. Like overall, mm-hmm. I liked it. I it just dragged a bit because not my genre. But I recognized what was good about it, what made it good. And objectively, it was good. Okay. Well, so. glad you two both generally enjoyed yeah. it, even if it's not, quote-unquote, your target audience. But <laughs> overall, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week when Marcus jumps back in the host chair. See ya! See ya! Thank you so much for listening to the Anime Backlog Podcast. We hope you found Skip and Loafer just as delightful as the three of us did. And up next week, Marcus is treating us to something special by breaking out the first movie. Having Dan and I watch 2016's Your Name. So go ahead and look forward to that one. If you want to follow the podcast for more information, you can find us at the social media handle, The Anime Backlog, on most social media platforms. We'd love if you gave us a follow there. Give us a comment on how you think the episodes are going. And overall, just let us know how we're doing. If you could subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts leave us reviews or anything else to help promote the show we would also very much appreciate that individually you can follow myself at at nick sparts dan is at avarice 77 and marcus is at marcus rvo thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next wednesday Ha 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 ha